Hey guys, a quick word from the Whatever Show. Um, one of the reasons we're able to bring this podcast to you, uh, you know, basically because um, we don't have any money, uh, and a lot of podcasters like are in similar situations. Even shows that you know and love uh, don't have a ton of money and bandwidth and time and things like that to uh, you know do anything else other than produce the show. One of the reasons we're able to do this is because of a, a protection in place called net neutrality, um, brought in by the Obama administration in 2015. What net neutrality says roughly is that everything that gets delivered on the internet to you uh, doesn't get preferential treatment or doesn't get a negative treatment. Uh, you can compare this to other nations. Uh, China, for example, notably blocks things. They do not have a neutral network. Um, they block things at a government le- uh, level. They decide what you can and cannot see. North that is Korea a non-neutral well. net. Uh, another country you've heard of, New Zealand, has a non-neutral net. And one of the things you'll see there is price packaging for uh, things. So, for example, you may have a basic network connection, uh, but unless you add on the social media package for whatever, you know, I'm sure in America, it'd be 10 bucks or something like that. You can't uh, visit sites like Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, etc. Um, unless you add on the sports package, you may not be able to get to MLB.com or uh, NBA.com, etc. and so on. In case you add on the news package, you may not be able to visit the NY Times, uh, the Post, Fox News, or if they're still classifying Breitbart as news, that. Um, yeah. So, guys, one of the things that um, the non-net neutrality uh, lobbyists are going to try and convince you of is that uh, repealing the net neutrality rules will actually allow for a more competitive market and allow the ISPs to, to sell you um, more customized uh, internet packages at lower prices. That is complete and utter bullshit. What they're asking you to do is actually give up your freedom so they can sell them back to you. Yeah, guys, there's never been an occasion where any of the major telecom communications uh, or telecom uh, uh, players in the industry have ever tried to get you a lower price package. It just hasn't happened. Uh, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, nobody's looking out there to make your payment cheaper. Um, in fact, the best argument for net, uh, against net neutrality, the best the, or the best excuse they've come up with is that it would allow them to better prioritize and deliver certain things. So, for example, if Netflix ponied up a little extra dough, maybe Netflix decides uh, to pay uh, Comcast to give preferential treatment to your Netflix streams. That might seem better, but you know, if Netflix has to pay more, it probably means you're going to have to pay more. Um, so either in your Netflix subscription or in your cables. I mean, essentially, by repealing net neutrality, you're allowing your ISP to charge you four different ways for one product. Yeah. You already can do anything you want on the internet, and and they're trying to package this as something that will allow them to. Uh, prioritize things specifically to you. That's bullshit. The internet runs at whatever speed you pay for it to run at, and all of your services are delivered at that, yeah. at that same speed right now. Most what importantly, they're, what they're going to do or what they will be able to do if this is repealed is not prioritize other services. They're going to slow the services down that you don't pay extra for. Yeah. And that's essentially what you're talking about. When you talk about prioritization on uh, networks, you're essentially saying, um, slow everything else down so this thing they're not putting sure anything through. in a fast lane the internet is a fast lane yeah it's fast by default and slow when you choose it to be um, so guys here's the thing um, you can't find anybody that's going to argue in favor of net neutrality um, you, or against sorry you can't find anybody that's going to argue against net neutrality who knows anything that that is not a Comcast slash Verizon slash uh, um, an AT&T you know sort of entity or uh, that's obviously being lobbied to and paid by them 
them. Uh, you know, for example, the main person proposing this is Ajit Pai, current head of the FCC, former Verizon lawyer. Um, you don't, you shouldn't need much more to go off of than that. Uh, but that's the thing here. Here's, here's um, the weird part about this either. And this is one of the few issues that's out there. It's a hot button issue. It's not a partisan issue. There's people actually on both sides of the political spectrum that are, uh, heavily in favor of net neutrality. Trust me. Uh, the Duggars don't actually want to fucking pay extra for child porn. No, there's, <laughs> there's just, there's no, Net neutrality is not going to be good for the consumer. Um, giving the telecom communication or telecom industry more power over uh, the ways that they can fuck us is not good for the consumer. You know, it was leaked uh, rather recently that Charter made up to a ninety-seven percent profit margin. Um, so they they just and, and they're currently turning in record profit after record profit year. Uh, so they they don't need this avenue to milk more money from us. They're already screwing us in other ways, like for example, um, overages on data, which is another thing that's complete bullshit because. Uh, unless you're actually congesting the network during peaks, which you could uh, um, uh, mitigate on the network side through proper management, then that again would be slowing the whole connection down rather than prioritizing certain things, um, which is already what some networks do. Um, It's just not necessary. Guys, if you're listening to this show, there's a 90% chance that you are utterly unfuckable. And if you have to pay extra to your (laughs) ISP so you can get dating sites and remedy that... It's just going to be even worse for you. That's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Don't do it. Um, so here's what you do. Um, we don't have a lot of time left to act. Uh, of course, this news dropped uh, over the holiday weekend uh, again because of some shady bullshit and they were hoping you were too stuff too busy stuffing your face with turkey to notice. Uh, and the bad news is we only have until something like December 15th to do anything about it. So here's what you can do. There's a vote scheduled. I believe it's only like literally three people in the FCC voting. Um and uh, the only other option then would be to have laws passed through Congress. So what you can do right now, call your representatives, uh, call your state and local legislators or state legislators um, and ask them to uh, come out strongly in favor of net neutrality and denounce this action by um, Ajit Pai, uh, um, you know, Trump appointee and Verizon shill. I like, I don't use that term very often, but for fuck's sake, he was a former Verizon lawyer and, and nobody, nobody is coming out in favor of this thing that wasn't having some kind of tie like that here's the other piece of this too um posting things on facebook doesn't necessarily help we've done it mainly to spread the word but this doesn't actually fix the problem you've got to contact your legislature um if you happen to live near your capital go to their office you may not actually get them but the more their people actually see your face walking in demanding attention the more attention that you will get an email something, a phone call, I'm told, is it, it, an email something, a handwritten letter is the next best thing. I'm, I'm told a phone call is the most effective uh, outside of just going and seeing them. Uh, and then finally, the, probably the most important thing you can do is uh, go to uh, either FCC.gov, leave comments uh, on that. Although, again, it seems like they're mostly ignoring those. And there's been a lot of shady things going on with those, uh, such as deleting um, uh, not ne- uh, negative net neutrality comments and po- um, um, some some of the positive, you know, non-neutral net uh, comments appear to be fake. Uh, lots of them, upwards of a million. Uh, and then finally, um, call the FCC, complain to the FCC, flood the FCC with calls, let them know that this is not what America wants or needs. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, the other, you know, people in charge of voting on this will have some morals. Um, so anyway... <coughs> Finally, you can find all this information at battleforthenet.com, I believe. 
I think so. Yeah, we'll battle, post a link. Battleforthenet.com. Uh, that's probably one of the best places you can go right now to figure out what actions you can actually take to try to stop this. Um, but just like when we uh, were fighting for healthcare uh, in the past few months and fighting for uh, tra- still fighting to try to not get um, our middle class uh, and and lower income people have their taxes hike uh, so that uh, um, kids like the Donald Trump Jr. kids uh, can inherit even more money and millionaires and, and large corporations can get tax breaks. Just like we had to fight that, um, you've got to fight this. You've got to be loud and out about it or um, it's going to happen because they, they'll know that nobody cares. I mean, so. I guess the only positive thing to repealing net neutrality that I can think of is that if you don't pay for the douchebag prioritization, you probably won't see Trump Jr.'s uh, tweets hunting adventures anymore that's you know i guess that's you know i like that that's optimistic of you power positive (laughs) thinking all right folks fight for net neutrality battle for the net.com uh stick around we got the regular show coming up All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 103 of the Whatever Show. A league of our own. A league of our own. It being the holidays, we did take a, a couple of weeks off, so you haven't heard from us for a while. The good news is, though, we have so much show for you tonight, it's more than going to make up for it. Um, we've, uh, you know, the two, the two headlines uh, tonight, uh, we, we've finished Netflix's The Punisher. Uh, lots to talk about, lots to say about that. And we also just recently, I, I watched uh, Justice League this evening and not watched it earlier this week. So we yesterday, got those two things uh, uh, top of our minds to cover. Um, you know, lots of other stuff. Uh, I guess we're smashing Keurigs now, or maybe we're not. We uh, were a week ago. Were we? Uh, we're, we're well, no way, pedophiles were, uh, or people who support pedophiles. Republicans. Were. Right. Uh, that's what we just call them now. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, the the alt right. Alt right. Yeah. The um, man, Cards Against Humanity has done some funny stuff this week. I gotta say, or in the last couple of weeks since we've recorded, so, so that's gonna go in there. Um, you get some more sexual misconduct stuff. That should be as fun as it always is. Um, <laughs> this time we get Batman's take on it, though. This we haven't talked about. Uh, we haven't talked about tech in a long time, but we got some a, a pretty big piece of tech news, at least for for nostalgic nerds like myself. Uh, and and that's going to be, of course, Firefox's release. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff going into the DC section. Uh, that's mostly going to be D- Justice League. We're probably going to stick that at the end of the show so you don't get too spoiled by it. Um, Indeed. Gal Gadot rumors and Wonder Woman two. God damn it! Uh, I never do this one. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Marvel. We've got some new casting mo- rumors. We got a Deadpool trailer. We got a whole Punisher thing to talk about. Holy hell, man! The Punisher. Uh, Matt's gonna bitch about The Walking Dead. I seems like that's everybody since they're hitting their uh, like record lows in, in ratings. We're going to wrap up, I think, Discovery, at least until January when it comes back. We're not because I didn't watch the last two episodes. Well, fuck, never mind. Um, we got we got enough show without it. It's probably fine. We got some video games to talk about. Holy hell, our miscellaneous section two is is uh, is uh, pretty pretty in there. Our cup runneth over. You know, bright and tight. is. I guess that's not going to be this show, guys. This is not going to be bright and tight. No, so we're going to get off track a couple of times at least. Guys, get a feedback. Get something to pee in. Uh, you know, a jar you can keep behind the desk or whatever. Sock so to you, poop you in. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, so you don't have to get up because we're going to be here a while. Is that a thing anymore? Like the phrase poop soccer? Do people still use that? I don't know what that is. So I don't so, think so. So when World of Warcraft first first debuted like vanilla days and they took the the world by storm like there was there was groups of people that were referred to as poop sockers because they they didn't leave their ever their keyboards yeah, yeah like 
Like they weren't ever like they didn't know where the the AFK buttons were. <laughs> well, I'm surprised I didn't know that because I was playing during that period. Um, but yeah, whatever. You were too busy poop socking. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it was like what? What's I wrong guess, with I it? I guess I guess the the uh, implication being that that you would literally poop in a sock instead of get out of your chair. That just seems really difficult. Like I want something messy. like it a, seems messy. a bucket or something. You then know? again, I drink a lot of beer. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, for more quality content like this, stick around. All right, let's open it up. What's in the cockroaches this week, Matt? Well, actually, unfortunately, no. Yeah, we're we sticking. Have, we gotta... have even worse news. I mean, sort of. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan, but uh, as I understand it, he kind of hasn't been doing stuff in a while. So Yeah. We're, of course, talking about Malcolm Young of ACDC. Um, he passed away. Oh, in- no. I thought we were talking about Charlie Manson. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he hasn't really been active in a while. You got a good point there. Yeah. Um, although I, I do have a little, before we talk about Malcolm, I, I do have a little riff off of that. Apparently we're doing news pieces these, we, this week. I think the Post, the New York Post did a piece, uh, basically, you know, like th- there was somewhat humanizing of Manson and I'm just like, nope, fuck it. He was a Nazi. He was a serial killer. Why are we doing this at all? Like he technically did he kill anybody? He's dead. Let's just be happy about it and move <laughs> on. Um, um, no, this is funny because Voodoo Donuts actually did a, uh, uh, Charlie Manson donut, um, following his death and then um i guess they were chastised for it quite a bit and they were just like look we we're not we don't do donuts for people when they die because they're heroes we just do them because they're dead (laughs) in this case this is a celebratory donut you can toast this donut to the death of of charlie manson so anyway fuck that guy um but no the the guy who who we don't want to be dead is malcolm young uh, of acdc um I never got super, super into ACDC, but I cannot help but acknowledge like their presence in rock and just yeah, it isn't specifically stuff that they've done more as it's just what they've done for music, uh, rather yeah. than, than individual works and whatnot. And I mean, and there are, don't get me wrong. There are, we're going to get shit from people that, that do absolutely adore every single thing in their catalog. Um, but for Eddie and myself, um, to me, ACDC is just the music that was kind of on in the weight room in high school. Yeah, it's a little bit of that for me. Um, when I was learning to play guitar, too, you could learn to play some of the easier stuff. Like, Back in Black has a really nice, easy riff to play yeah. uh, until it gets, you know, further on into the song. And then it gets a little bit more challenging. But yeah. um, so they've got some good riff-heavy heavy music that was fun to, you know, learn to play when I was learning to play guitar. So, um you know, and that's the thing. I, I, some, I can't some metal help, anthems, as yeah, it were. Yeah, I can't help but acknowledge that because there's just so much. I mean, there's a lot of cool shit. Plus, plus the soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive. I mean, come on, what more do you want? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, his his passing will definitely not go unnoticed, though. Um, his contributions are are huge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't necessarily like a lot of the times. Like, I'd be inclined to uh, like, you know, play an excerpt of something you know that he's been involved with but i I think with with acdc you don't necessarily have to do that yeah um yeah so you know being quite honest uh i just felt like this couldn't go without mention uh on the show since we've talked about some other musical icons and their deaths and things like that um but you know i'm not i'm not a, a major fan it's just bummer so i don't know let's move on to something a little bit more depressing uh let's move on to the cock holster yeah yeah, yeah. so um 
Yeah, Keurig, Keurig went out on a limb uh, a couple weeks ago, took a stand against pedophilia, um, and then they backed down, like, literally the next day. They were it, like, well, we didn't want to appear like we're taking sides. Yeah, it was a little disappointing because the, uh, the this is the society we live in. Uh, Sean Hannity goes on and defends uh, accused uh, child molester uh, Roy Moore, which, uh, you know the saying, if there's smoke, there's fire. Like, there's so much smoke, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, like, at any point. Um, because it, it's pretty much preposterous at this point that, it, that, that there's not, you know, this hasn't happened. Um, he was banned from malls, for Christ's sake. The local cops knew that he wasn't allowed to go to football games and shit like that. Yeah, it was like a gentleman's agreement. Like, they didn't really publicize that he wasn't allowed to do these things. But, like, the the, the law enforcement in town knew. Like, it was just kind of one of those things where, like, yeah, we're... Yeah. Just don't be here, guy. So Sean Hannity goes on, uh, pretty much defends Roy Moore. Um, Trump says these allegations are all trumped up, blah, blah, blah. Toes the right wing line to disgusting lengths. He said and, he didn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, um, because, you know, even Ivanka Trump says there's a special place in hell for Roy Moore. Donald Trump, on the other hand, says, well, he said he didn't do it. And, you know, I, I don't know. What else am I supposed to do? He says he didn't do it. Yeah. There's uh, trouble in the White House right now. Yeah. Uh, big trouble in paradise. Yeah. Um, so what does Hannity do, uh, or what happens to Hannity's show? Uh, well, notably advertisers not wanting to be associated with, uh, known supporters of pedophiles tend to drop out. Uh, and then that happened here with Hannity. He lost a ton of well, advertisers, most notably Keurig because of the right wing backlash from that. Well, and what's crazy about this to me is, is especially with the backlash and the people destroying the Keurigs and whatnot is Keurig didn't even outright pull their sponsorship from Fox news. Like they just talked to the execs at Fox and they're like, Hey, please don't air our ads during the Hannity show. Mm. Any other time. Great. Whatever. But don't do it during the Hannity show. And it was done deal. And then all of a sudden media backlash. Yeah. So this is where it gets even crazier to me. So conservatives who have already paid money for their Keurigs and thus supported the company decide they're going to smash their functioning Keurigs as a show of protest. Uh, presumably they plan to never buy Keurigs again, but they just decided to smash them. So, okay. And I'll let you know right now that just because you don't see my Keurig on the counter anymore, because well, it's not there. I mean, let's mean be honest. That I, didn't, that I smashed it. All right. I took it to work. I, I'm not using my Keurig either, but that's because I don't really like the fucking thing. Uh, I drink tea at work. <clears throat> and so it's basically my hot water reservoir for my teacup. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's that. Good I, call. I, I took it. I put, I cleaned my office a couple weeks ago. You yeah, saw yeah, it. Yeah. We saw and, it. And so it's actually like functional enough to, to have appliances in it nice yeah yeah so um that's what we were using our keurig for too pretty much exclusively um we have less counter space in the new house though so i haven't really really found a need especially during summer too like it's just too fucking hot in summer yeah. to be drinking tea all the time here at the house we got the water cooler now that actually has the, the hot the water hot side as well so, yeah, so we you're just, good we just you're don't good. need the keurig anymore yeah so Casey even uses it to make coffee she, she just fills her french press right from the, the hot water reservoir and perfect does it so, so what I didn't hear, though, you said immediately back down. I guess they were like, no, nah, never mind. Yeah. Like literally the next day they were like, well, we don't want to appear like we're taking sides. Wow. What a bunch of spineless bitches. Yeah. And I'm like, so. So if you can't take a side against pedophilia, like yeah. what can you stand against? What the fuck? Like uh, the amount of and, just complete hypocrisy about I know, this, I cannot I understand. Know, I know we're going to get shit about this because technically when this thing happened, the legal age of consent and fucking no Bam it's still Tucky or wherever this fucking it's is, fucking still gross like i don't was, care was fucking 14 or some shit but yeah nobody gives a shit yeah this dude it's, was 30 it's still gross and like, he was he was touching 14 year olds yeah 
Um, it's still incredibly gross. Um, there's almost certainly like 30, it's 40, it's, it's probably almost certainly more than just that too. Like, uh, um, you know that some shady shit was going on here, and so it's just when when this is what we're doing, like we we now have you know conservatives, uh, you know these these hardline family values Republicans, the blah blah blah, who will you know absolutely tear up. Um, the, oh God, the shit that they've run the Obama family through for the last eight years, um, over, uh, uh you, you know, which in comparison to remember that time Obama wore a tan suit, you remember yeah. that? Well, I mean, just even you know regarding the family stuff too, the shit that they've run that family through, and you know, criticized about their family dynamics and shit like that, uh, and then seeing what we get in Trump's White House and seeing now this, you know, Roy Moore thing and people like being like, ah, fourteen, it was a different time, you know. Uh, Meanwhile, no. we've got Trump defending him, you know, uh, the same guy who uh, once alluded to the fact that uh, he wanted to fuck his own daughter. So Yeah, that will immediately next go on. Uh, so Fox News runs this, you know, program uh, defending a uh, pedophile and um, then immediately will run, you know, attacks on um, uh, Democratic donors who took money from Weinstein, who have basically all given it back now. Or fucking Al Franken, who, yes, fucked up at like very admittedly so and was like hey guys um the shit i did absolutely wasn't appropriate yeah so that was gross too uh but the level of gross is like a thousand times different to me like it, it, i thought you know i thought even in prison i thought we like you got dudes that are murderers and stuff i thought we could agree pedophiles just not good no i right. thought that was like a you know this is another thing it's 20 fucking 17 and now all of a sudden uh you know i don't know nazis maybe whatever sure we can deal with nazis I, uh pedophiles no big deal yeah the deal is is we here at the whatever show don't condone sexual assault in any way shape or form but we do find sexual assault against my to be particularly heinous yep um yeah and so here's here's the thing this is what bothers me the most is the reactions that we've gotten um you know since the roy moore allegations number one um a lot of people are still really defending this guy because of what the legal age of consent was in in alabama uh at the time again doesn't fucking matter it's gross this is this is this is what really blows me away though the leading excuse the the leading or deflection is but Hillary's emails still after all this time. Number one, she's not the fucking president. She's not even really a politician anymore. Yeah. Like, but we're still gonna fucking just hammer that into the ground. Meanwhile, all of Trump's cabinet has private email servers. Yeah, the whole goddamn thing. I cannot I just can't like I can't think of anybody in the GOP that doesn't have their own email server at this I, point honestly think that fox needs to start running fiction advertisements in front of it like fox needs to run a disclaimer like viewer discussion is advised these uh, events are based on true events but not necessarily true themselves you know that like that kind of thing here's here's what's worse though and this is this is something that just is absolutely fucking just disgusting um and came out just days after uh the the more allegations first surfaced and that is the second, the number two leading deflection of, well, it's still better than aborting babies. I mean, but it, it only is. See, like, that's what we need to do. Uh, so we, we need, need to, to make just... sure that the babies all live, regardless of quality of life, and then it's okay if a politician rapes them. Yeah. Right? Is that what we're I getting think, from this? I think the logical conclusion here is that uh, for us of us that are pro-choice and believe that a, a woman a woman's body is their own... Um, I think the way to go here is to get a Republican, uh, uh, candidate, um, to just confess to having aborted a thousand babies and then put them up against a Democrat. It could be a pro-life Democrat even, because apparently we don't fucking care anymore. 
Um, we got, we got Doug Jones on one hand, on, on one side who, you know, prosecutes the KKK and we got Roy Moore, fucking little kid diddler on the other side. And, uh, apparently this is a gray area now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it fucking boggles my mind, dude. It really does. I, yeah. I can't even, I can't even fucking believe some of the excuses that come out right now. Um, all right. Uh, let's, let's move on to some more sexual, uh, misconduct, uh, talk. <laughs> uh, Ben Affleck was making the rounds last week, uh, for the Justice League premiere, um, doing some, some shit, um, Today Show and Stephen Colbert. Uh, I posted a link that, that actually has a video of the Colbert interview. Uh, Colbert, uh, who I tend to, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sure. connecting to the Wi Fi. Yeah. <laughs> that was creepy. Anyway, um, so Colbert kind of attacked Affleck. I mean, it, it wasn't an attack, it, it, but it was a very, like, he kind of let him down the little rabbit trail mm-hmm. by talking about, you know, oh, um, so when you got into this business, one of the first things you did is you, you wrote and, and acted in, uh, he was talking about, um, Goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting and whatnot. And he goes, oh, and that movie was produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and then like Affleck, like automatically stiffens and he's like, it's a comedy show, right? Like, <laughs> um, so we questioned him about Weinstein, questioned him about, uh, you know, his own, um, accusation about groping Hillary Burton on the set of TRL and whatnot. And, and, uh, Affleck, he actually handled it as about as well as I guess you could have. I kind of felt bad because he's making the rounds for the, the Justice League press and both Colbert and the Today Show, um, bear, like they didn't even mention that he was Batman until like the end. Uh, of of each respective interview and whatnot. See, I don't know. Um, I mean, I get it. It's 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 the hot button topic right now, um, and and probably is still gonna get more press than Justice League at this point. We'll talk about that later in the show. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. When you're out there doing your doing your thing, um, you've kind of already addressed it and whatnot, and then to have to you know sit through that instead of promoting your movie kind of kind of hurts. Yeah, see, I don't know how how it go here because I think we're going to find varying levels of this for lots of people, not just in Hollywood, but all over the place. And I don't know what we do here um, because, you know, I have not done anything on the level of, you know, any of these accusations, but I don't doubt that somebody could probably say, oh, yeah, he said something that was kind of fucked up. Like, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. And it's like... Well, yeah, I probably did. And like, on the other hand, I, I'm not going to continue doing that or I'm not going to intentionally continue doing that. Uh, um, but it's, uh, the, the, you are fighting a culture in a lot of ways. Like I find myself, uh, you know, thinking in stereotypes sometimes that I, I know are disgusting and I, you know, have to like turn my brain off from that. Cause that's just so part of it is like in how you're raised and who you're raised by and, and things like that. And don't get me wrong. Um, most of my upbringing wasn't through racism, ra- racist parents or anything like that. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of hard uh, to change, you know, attitudes and things like that that you've probably held for long, long, long times. Uh, um, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I just, I hope, you know, if, if this is it and, and it's kind of like it's over, you know, for Affleck and there's never anything that further that surfaces, then I, I'll chalk it up to, a, yeah, that's a mistake. That that was fucked up. Shouldn't have done that. Um, it's, you know, it's it's not on the level of things that, you know, like Weinstein's been accused of, but what I, what I hear every time an accusation gets made these days, what I do basically is watch the news for the next week and see if it's going to pop up again and then again and then again and then again. You know? uh, here's here's kind of my thing. Listening to the interview with, with Colbert, watching that, that happen and, and listening to him talk about it afterward i 
it blows my mind that like he just doesn't talk to Kev Smith anymore. Um, because he obviously um, is very cognizant of Kev Smith and how he's uh, reacting to these things because he is, in a sense, doing the exact same thing that Kev's doing. Yeah, I was uh, just reading that in the that article. He's, he's donating, um, you know, all of his Weinstein residuals uh, to, I think, three different charities that are uh, all very, very um, combative against uh, sexual assault and, and whatnot. So, I mean, Ben, I know you listen to the show. Uh, if you're going to take a page out of Kev's book, Give the guy a call. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think I think that they could be a productive force for this. Um, they, uh, and when he's talking about uh, Matt, Matt, I think is is walking around the the thing he's taken out of Kevin's book. But Kevin Smith, notoriously, uh, not notoriously, but he made a lot of his early movies uh, as uh, under Miramax's banner, and many of those movies featured All of them. Uh, Affleck. Uh, um, all of them at the beginning, like everything up until yeah. like Mallrats chasing Amy, uh, you know, all that stuff was, uh, um, yeah. Clerks, of course, uh, was Miramax and, you know, um, uh, you, which is, of course, helmed and produced and all that shit by Weinstein. Clerks, too. Uh, and so Affleck shares some of that. Good, actually Goodwill in, uh, Hunting. Universal production. Goodwill Hunting was, uh, um, you know, not a Kev Smith production, but it was, uh, uh, Miramax. And so was Chasing Amy, which Ben Affleck was in and a couple of other things. So, uh, Affleck, the, the thing that he's following in Kevin Smith's uh, uh, footsteps with is donating all of the residuals he gets from his Miramax properties to uh, um, w- uh, women's charities. So, yeah. um, you know, that's a, that's a good move. Uh, I, I just, you know, like I said, I, I hope, I hope nothing further comes of this allegation because it is kind of tough watching these people, you know, like, uh, you know, I was listening to a pot, um, one of the podcasts I like that I've discussed on the show many times, uh, Pot Save America and the Cricket Media Empire and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Franken, uh, Franken has been a pretty uh, loud uh, in a positive way voice for the democratic side and then of course he's got his own allegations this week and you know that we're, we're doing we're all doing the same thing which is kind of doing some soul searching like what happens when it's a guy on our team and so like i think we probably could say here at the whatever show we felt like ben affleck was kind of a guy on our team um you know he's a nerd he's into batman he's playing fucking batman now and I, uh i mean ultimately i i can't say that there's anything that ben has done in this in at that we know of at this point that's that's even made me feel differently still i i i still kind of ultimately have a lot of respect for the dude um it's yeah i don't know it's it's uh it's hard because there's the whole mentality of of you know obviously there's the innocent until proven guilty thing um that you want to you want to try and stick by um at the same time you also have to take all these allegations seriously the difference is, is that the thing that ben was accused of doing he was like hey yeah, uh, I don't remember specifically doing that, but I don't believe she's lying. You yeah. know, that's kind of one of those things where he's like, you know, I might have been not have been cognizant of it. You know, hey, I drank a lot back then. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he said that or not. See, like, I kind of, I don't know. It wouldn't excuse it or, it or make the behavior okay I'm not if, saying he, it's if okay. that came out and, and said that, you know, it is it is still reprehensible behavior. So on the one hand, it's like, well, yeah, like I did a thing that I, that, that I find, you know, fucked up. Uh, on the other hand, I think he's mostly handling it as well as you can like i don't you know i don't want to know what it's we expect handling about as well as his publicist to let him which is kind of one of those well I, I mean i don't know what we expect these people to do now because i think that there's going to be lots of things and like i said i'm, I'm sure there's something i have done to uh, a, a woman or women in the past that if i that, that if it were replayed for me i would absolutely cringe at now but i mean what's the expectation for these guys do they do we just expect everybody that comes out now to just fall on their sword and in you know seppuku um my my what I take from the, the, the Affleck interview and, and the words that stuck with me the most from it was Ben specifically said, Hey, this is a problem. 
and I would rather be part of the solution than continue to be part of the problem. Yeah, and I that's kind of where, you know, again, it's hard for me to judge this because I think that that's probably going to be true for a lot of guys. Like, I, I really think that's probably one of the positive things that come out of, came out of this is if, if I think it's making it, a lot of guys. I would, I would be like, this is nothing more than fucking PR spin. Because yeah, well, I mean, when you when you're talking about your fucking dick bag, 375th so. allegation or something like yeah. that, that's not something. There's that only I, slightly that I can less than the people who accused Trump of of sexual assault. So yeah, um, but uh, you know, that I think the thing for a lot of guys is that this is going to you know cause some soul searching and make them really think about how they interact and, and treat women in general. And I think that that's probably a positive thing in the long term. And I, you know, for being quite honest, I don't think there's a lot of guys who aren't going to look back and say. Yeah, I probably did something that I, you know, I don't agree with now. So I don't know. Let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk some funny shit now. Cards Against Humanity, real quick. Um, this is still in the uh, Putin's cockholster section, but it is hilarious nonetheless. Um, so obviously, those of you who've listened to the show for a while know that we're not Trump's biggest fans, and we disagree with spending twenty billion dollars on a fucking wall between us and Mexico. Uh, Cards Against Humanity, being created and and run by like-minded individuals. Um, have decided to purchase a giant tract of land right along the United States-Mexico border. Um, they've hired a team of lawyers that specialize um, specifically, I guess that's what specializing is, right? Yeah. In eminent dona- uh, domain laws. Uh, and for a limited time, uh, they were running a promotion, uh, which your $15 would get you their holiday pack, which they send you six random gifts throughout the month of December, um, as well as ownership in that land. So you actually, if you were able to get in on the holiday promotion, that $15 bought you a tiny little slice of that land right along the United States-Mexico border. Yeah, I urge you just, I urge you to go read this and watch the video. The video is hilarious, uh, made more so because it's narrated by the same guy who just did the Ken Burns yes. Vietnam documentary, yes. which is such a, I, I don't know how they got that. I don't know uh, who whose dick uh, Max had to suck to get that to happen, but uh, I'm all for it. Uh, and it's just, it's just so glorious. Um, but read the fact, the fact, the FAQ, you know, I say fact, uh, is amazing too. Um, this one, my, my particular, favorite, my favorite part is the, the question, uh, why don't you guys stop being political? And the answer is, why don't you keep shoving Hot Wheels up your ass to see how many you can fit or something like that? It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. The, the, this, this line is uh, great. You said you weren't going to do one of these complicated holiday pr- promotions again. Uh, uh, we're liars, just like the president. Yeah, um, second favorite line in the, in the FAQ. Um, guys, Cards Against, Human- uh, Against Humanity is amazing. Um, they're also amazing in that. A lot of the expansions that you had to buy individually in the past, you can now buy in larger boxes. So you get like expansions one through three and and four through six and whatnot. What's up? Uh, I was just reading this line too. I'd like to cancel my order. We'd like to cancel the 2016 election, but neither of us is going to get what we want. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, Cards Against Humanity, uh, the other, uh, it's not in the show notes, but uh, you should go check it out too. Um, if you crave a, a chip with a nice crunch, you should check out Prongles. Uh you didn't hear about any of this? I didn't. Oh, God, it's so funny. Uh, Black Friday. Every every Black Friday, Cards Against Humanity does something that's, you know, kind of gloriously insane. Uh, one Black Friday, they sold a $5 uh, uh, pack for of nothing. Uh, yes. You, you literally gave them $5, and you got nothing not not a metaphorical you got actual nothing they just didn't send you anything they just didn't they just they took your five dollars and they let you fuck off uh it basically um there was another another uh black friday where they they oh they dug the holiday hole um so what they did was basically the the more people gave money the longer they could keep equipment running uh to dig a giant fucking hole in the middle of nowhere and that's what they did so you you literally got to dump your money down a hole i heard that's a government cover-up of of <laughs> 
the site where Mjolnir actually landed. It could be. It, it very well could be. It was yeah. a pretty big hole by the time they got done. Um, um, but this year, uh, not only do we have Cards Against uh, Saves America, um, which is this one, but we have uh, uh, Cards Cards Against Humanity officially deciding to pivot. Uh, they no longer are going to be a, 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 a tasteless board game. They are instead going to pre- pre- pivot to uh, snacks. Um, they're they're going to make snack chips. Uh, they, their first two products are very uh, you know familiar if you've ever seen Pringles brand chips uh they, they came out with you know two tubes of chips uh uh and they were called um fuck what were they called um Prongles? onion and cream oh. uh onion and cream and then the other one flavor was uh salt and potato um i like it yeah so like uh the faqs for that one were glorious as well you know so like uh what what kind of salt do you use in your salt and potato flavor it's and it's pure 100 percent white salt no not even pure they didn't even add the qualifier pure uh and and facts like uh you know is this a is this a nutritious and uh they said something along the lines of yes then the usda classifies it as a fruit or a vegetable <laughs> um <laughs> so uh there's there's the whole theme song they did with it in a video uh there's um but also you know if you i follow a lot of the cards guys on twitter because uh max temkin uh, i I don't know if i've talked about this on the show but one of my probably my favorite podcasts we literally i don't think i've ever talked about cards against humanity on the show yeah max temkin is one of the original original creators of cards and um i think he's credited actually as the creator at this point now this it's he's like him and the, he's the CEO of the company. Whenever he point. talks about it, he he talks about him and his buddies, like him and eight guys basically do it, and they have a cards retreat every year, and they do you know blah blah blah. So anyway, he does actually my, probably my favorite podcast at this point called Do by Friday, and uh, it's it's uh, just a hilarious I mean, his podcast. Favorite podcast is not this one. Yeah, of course it goes without saying. Uh, sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, but so I follow all those guys too. But it was funny watching along with that because. They were tweeting things like, uh, you know, like uh, Jen, who's one of the cards people, uh, tweeted something like, guys, uh, yeah, I've decided to follow my true passion and I'm quitting Cards Against Humanity uh, to sell snack chips or something like that. Um, so the, just the whole thing, the whole thing was very funny. Uh, I, I'd advise you to check that out. Just Google Prongles. You you know, there will be a thousand links uh, to it. Um, guys, if it seems like Eddie's rambling, it's because we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks and his wife does not let him talk if he's not here. No. So... No, he gets, I, he gets I did. a little carried away sometimes. You know, it's you just if you if you say more than you need to, you just get a backhand, and it's five across the eyes. Yeah, just five. I mean, you you learn quick. Like you you learn quick in the Smith household is what you do. Um, oh, no, I just, by the way, there's a Christmas card for you back there. Oh, nice. If, so I wish I were a person who did Christmas cards. Don't, I guess I could one day do that, but uh, we'll see. Um, I, I married somebody that does them. Oh, perfect. So it works um, out. let's talk tech, shall we? Yeah. All right, so this is fun. Um, many of us nerds, uh, years gone by, uh, switched to Google Chrome um, at the time because sure. Google Chrome was a lightweight browser that was noticeably faster than the competition. Mm-hmm. It was standards compliant for the most part, uh, and so on. So, so here's my journey. I actually started. Uh, I used Netscape Navigator first, like a good wholesome American. Um, and then when that no longer was viable, um, I switched to Chrome for a while. And then Firefox after that. Holy shit, you went from Netscape to Chrome? Yeah. I never I've never used IE as my as my standard browser. Well, I just mean like there for most of us, there's a very large period in the middle there where we use Firefox. Uh yeah, I, I tried. Well, I 
So here's the thing. Like I first started using I, Firefox in around version two, I think. Yeah, I used I used Chrome around then, but then I switched to Firefox because there wasn't a ton of difference between the, between the two, and I liked the tab layout of Firefox better. Yeah. Um, the problem was, and the reason I stopped using Firefox is that every time I opened my browser, it seemed like it was like, oh, wait, while well, we install this update. Yeah, we'll be with you in a half an hour. Yeah, um, and, these- and so then I just went back to Chrome and just said, fuck it. That was a pretty common complaint. Um, Firefox startup times and just bloat in general. Like when we, when a lot of us switched to Firefox originally, it was to get away from, uh, uh, IE, which was really slow, really bloated and just we absolutely, mean it we mean Internet Explorer. No, absolutely Microsoft cramming its, its my, you know, 2000, early 2000s Microsoft dick down your throat, uh, and just trying to just completely fuck over internet standards so that they could be dominant in the market, which they did. Honestly, IE6 set the web back probably more than just about anything, uh, outside of We noticed the, the first attempt at net neutrality, which failed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and we're not talking about the actual internet, just the browser. Yeah. So, um, that's when a lot of us started switching to Firefox. At the time, Firefox was uh, fast, light. It was extension. Extensions were a big fucking deal when we fr- when I first switched to Firefox because it was like, uh, y- you know, anything. Well, you, you could turn you them want, off. Yeah, anything you want, you can just turn on. You can go, you can go download an extension. You don't like the way Firefox looks. You didn't want go JavaScript to run automatically. You could turn it off. Yeah, um, there was just so much going for Firefox, and then sort of over the course of time, Google came in with their thing. Um, of course, they built off the WebKit engine uh, um, originally, um, which was also what Safari was built on um, when Apple started de- developing. So they actually just forked WebKit uh, and made their own browser, and it was noticeably faster, noticeably more lightweight. Um, they did something really uh there was also a big deal at the time because another problem with firefox at the time was it was crashy and when a tab crashed it you took down the whole browser uh chrome went with um individual processes so you didn't get crashing every time one single tab crashed um yeah a lot of us switched away and we haven't looked back for quite a while i go back i actually i go through browsers like socks like i change my browser just about every other week for the most part um i've used firefox off and on here and there i've used chrome a lot mostly i'd say predominantly my usage has been chrome i use fucking safari on windows for christ's sake for a little bit um i i use i i actually gave a good edge a good college try uh for quite a while too yeah, it's i mean you can fucking put a dress on a dude uh and it's, it's mostly still a dude it's it's still um i don't it's not that edges by the way that's not an anti-trans statement like, it's not that edges bad trans, that, it's just that too. i don't know edge edge i think is a much better browser for normal people uh, um in that people who are never going better than ie people who are never going to install another browser outside of the one that their machine shipped with sure but edge the basic better parts than IE that make and, ie ie are still an edge yeah i i don't know i wouldn't quite go that far um, no but it's, yeah. it's legitimately true uh, this like the engine that it's built around is still fucking IE. I don't think it is. I think it they is. developed a new engine for it. No, they didn't. Are you sure? Yeah, they uh, they stripped it down, but it's still it's IE light. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so I've gone back and forth, but um, I've, been, I've been trying to use it since it was actually Samson. Yeah, it was its code name was Samson back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, that by the way, that kid right there is really irritated with you that you haven't watched Stranger Things yet because she really wants to come on the show and, and talk about it. Well, at this point, uh, M- M's just walked through the room in case you were wondering which kid. Although I, I suppose it could be Jada, or it could even be one of my fucking kids because even Jackson came up to me the other day. He's like, "I finished season one. Can I watch season two now?" Dude, fucking Natalie watched Stranger Things now. And Ellie was like, "Uh, yeah." So we told Ellie, like, we were like, "Well, I guess if all the kids are gonna watch the thing, just stop when you get to season two, and we'll all, all watch season two together." 
And that little fucker went ahead and watched it anyway. So she's watched season two now. I'm pretty sure Jack's like halfway through at this point. Um, so we're actually going to be the last people in the house to watch it. And it's just, you know, basically me and the wife trying to find time to actually do anything. Well, together, if which your wife wasn't fucking walking around being a groupie for newfound glory, like maybe you could have watched it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, uh, now I think we might actually get to watch it because now we don't have to worry about the kids seeing it. I mean, I guess it'll probably still freak Kellen out a little bit, but he doesn't seem to get too easily he'll rattled. Just, so he'll just like, solve the math behind it and and he'll probably actually figure it out before you do i yeah more than likely um yeah so anyway firefox um so firefox um that's a long way to take us to we're now at firefox 57 yeah Uh, yeah that's hey all those updates i talked about i wasn't lying (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, it also helped that they updated their, um, at some point around Firefox four, they changed how they, uh, did their versioning. So like Firefox, uh, one through four was like six years or something like that. And Firefox four through 57 were about the same uh, practically. Um, there's, there's only slightly fewer versions of Firefox than there are of Android at this point. Yeah. So, um, Sorry, the, the biggest mind. thing with, uh, Firefox 57 is that they uh, redid a lot of the things about Firefox that just basically sucked. It is now, I think on par speed wise with Chrome. Um, it, Maybe even a little faster in some circumstances. It, it, yeah, it is. In, in it feels noticeably more snappy to me on my PC than it than Chrome does. Um, and I was actually using Vivaldi, which is actually a Chrome fork, um, uh, like a power user version. Uh, it, it which no, is still Eddie, a pretty Vivaldi wrote the four seasons. All right. Yeah, it was still a pretty good. Um, it, it's still Vivaldi. I still like. It's still a pretty good browser. But Firefox is just so snappy to me. Um, pr- and I'm not talking about the fucking penthouse that Weinstein stays in. Yeah, sorry. And- I, I'm eventually going to let you finish this diatribe. <laughs> it's fine. That, that's most of the dry, diatribe. I mean, Firefox is stable. It's snappy, and I still get all the goodness of extensions and I, stuff like that. And I think I've even got the whole multi-process threading and shit like that. I, I have it installed at work. I'm slowly but surely transferring all my favorites and and stored passwords and shit like that over over to yeah. So for Firefox. that, I, I've fortunately I just use LastPass, so I don't have to bother with that. I just yeah, log in. Unfortunately, I have work shit that I can't actually use LastPass for. So oh, it's balls. Uh, one of those things, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I like it. I'm, I may transition at home, uh, to it uh, as well, but I, it's kind of, it's, it's been a process at work so far. So I used it for a few days. I mean, I've been using it, I think just about since quantum launched to the public and, uh, cause I, I was on the nightlies for a while too. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, a browser whore, um, and I haven't found anything that's made me want to switch away. Like it has just been rock solid, super stable, super fast. Uh, and that's what I want. And it does actually... Um, you know, one of the reasons what we all switched to Chrome is because it was less resource intensive. And it turns out, um, Firefox right now outperforms RAM usage. Uh, the thing is, is Chrome that, can be kind of a drag these days. Uh-huh. So, um, it's not as lightweight as it used to be. No, it, it's, it's bloated. And quite honestly, Google's building, like, this is the other thing. I feel a lot better using Firefox because I know fo- Firefox is, uh, you know, it's an open source project. It's motivated towards a free and open web. And I don't necessarily feel like that's the same with Google. Um, yeah. Google's motivated towards making money and shoving their Google dick down your throat. So, uh, uh, that's the thing that's kind of turned me off a little bit more. Like the, the fact that, you know, for example, uh, Chrome, you know, wants to be signed in all the time and it'll nag the shit out of you if you don't sign in and stuff like that it just gets on my nerves to no end. You know, uh, Chrome actually annoys me more if you don't already have it installed because it seems like they've actually, uh, managed to buy their way into about every other fucking, uh, software that you can get so every time you're trying to install anything like whether it's adobe reader uh or fucking um uh c cleaner or anything like that it's like hey you, you know you want to install chrome too right yeah 
Um, or, and, or or maybe you don't want Chrome, but you got to have our toolbar, right? Yeah. Put our toolbar on everything. I don't like that either. I've never yeah. liked that. Um, Google has done the toolbar thing for a really long time before they even had a browser. And the toolbar fucking sucks. It does. So, uh, well, toolbar toolbars suck. I, I still, and I, I don't see toolbars nearly as often in, anymore, but when I do see that, I'm just like, oh, gross. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, uh, give Firefox a chance. And I guess this is a good point to talk about net neutrality too. Um, briefly i bought a thing i bought a thing did i you, want to talk about the thing i bought real quick did you okay this it's tech related so okay, go i for want it. to put it go here it. so put it there um anybody who's ever seen my steam library knows that a good portion of it is like um lego games i buy all of them because i think they're rad um mm-hmm. the problem is is uh my kids like them a lot and the thing with um pc gaming is it's not necessarily conducive to two-player a lot of the time um, just because of how my screen office size. is set up and yeah. whatnot, screens. I mean, I only got a decent size screen these days, but yeah, it's fine. I, um, I'm just saying, like, when you want to play a two player game and you're going to yeah. split screen and bullshit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so about a thing, because Steam has their their Black Friday slash fall sale going on right now. So I bought a, a a Steam Link. Um, and what that does is is you basically you plug it into your TV uh, via HDMI and you plug it into your network and it detects any computer on your network running Steam. Uh, and allows you to stream games from your PC to your TV. Yeah. Um, now, you can't do this from a shitty little laptop or from like your fucking compact Presario that you're still running or whatever, because um, it's probably not going to have the. I mean, the host machine is still what is, is going to determine the game's fidelity, you, you, and you've still got to deal with the network. You got to have a decent CPU to be able to to send that shit across the network and whatnot. Um, and yeah, decently uh, sized network. So. Anyway, um, one of the things that I found that was cool about it, because I, I, I even toyed around spending 30 bucks on the Steam controller, even though it's kind of a fucking albatross at this point. It, you know, it's weird, because um, I kind of want one, too, because I, it, it does look interesting to me, and I kind of want to try it. The problem is, I'd really this is one that I'd really like to try before I buy and see how it yeah, feels, Yeah. and uh, I can't do that anywhere, so I haven't pulled the trigger on that. Um, the good news here is, um, I, I think the Steam controller went down to $33, and I pretty regularly see sale. them at like that's 35 That's on the sale. Uh, they're forty nine ninety nine, I think, yeah, typically, but, but they're I almost mean, always I see on them, sale. Yeah, they're almost always on sale. I, you can, I think, just about always go on yeah. Amazon and buy them for like 35 bucks. so... Yeah. Yeah. At one of these points, I'll probably pull the trigger um, and buy one they, because I do need a new control set up for my PC, and it's it's either that or a DualShock at this point. So they actually had a, a fucking um, they had a promo a couple months ago on a Steam sale where you could get the Steam Link and the controller for like I think it was twenty five or thirty bucks or something like that mm-hmm. as a package deal, which is an amazing deal. Here's the thing though. The Steam Link typically is fifty bucks, and it does not go on sale as often as the controller does. You um, can find it in bundles sometimes, but it's it, not. It's never gone on sale like this before. This right now, I, I got my Steam Link for five dollars. It actually cost me more for shipping because I paid seven ninety nine shipping. Yeah, the only so, thing that I'm worried about here is I wonder if they're offloading them, like if they're just trying to get rid of them, because that is such a deep cut for price. You can't imagine they're making a profit on those things. Well, it is the Black Friday slash autumn fall yeah. end of you know whatever sale but like um i've, I've read a, a ton of reviews and they're like it's it's overwhelmingly positive yeah. um are the reviews for it so um the the thing that i found was interesting though uh, what led me down the controller rabbit hole was it's natively out of the box compatible with ps3 controllers all you have to do is plug it in via usb first and let it pair up oh nice and then you can use it wirelessly 
Oh, that's awesome. Since I don't use my PS3 that much anymore, I definitely don't use it for gaming. I mostly only ever use it for streaming shit to the TV upstairs and yeah, whatnot. Just um, grab, a, grab a controller and yeah, plug it in. I, I've got them here. They've been charging so that when I get my Steam Link in a couple of days, they're, give they're it good shot. to go. Yeah. Cool. So Yeah, you have to let me know how that goes. Um, I, You know, I, I, I still... I still probably can buy one and I think I'm going to do it because if nothing else, they told me, uh, I read a thing that it's just an ARM CPU and you can flash an OS on it. Um, um, relatively uncomplicated. Yeah. So if I guess the steam link functionality sucks or I never use it or something like that, then I'll have another little box. I, I want to say that with. And also you can, you can transcode videos through your steam account as well. Um, if you buy shit through your steam, I don't know if you can oh, add interesting. already owned, uh, DRM videos to it. Yeah, but. I'm not that worried about that because I mean I've got solutions for that already. But um, yeah, me too. It, it's it's something that I think would be possibly or probably fun. Like the kids like to play shit on my machine too, and I don't yeah. like that it ties up my actual machine while the, I'm playing. Uh, uh, and so it'd be kind of a nice to have them have a little, another little outfit. Um, I will. Know, next to it, so. I will say it does not do 4K, and that might be one of the reasons if they are offloading them, if they are because they may have a new version of it that that's a 4K compatible device that's coming out because the Nvidia Shield device is up to is up to 4K specs now. Um, so if you have a 4K TV, you're still only going to be able to stream from your Steam library in 1080 via the the Steam Link. Yeah. So that might be that might be one thing, but who knows? All right. Uh, All right, we're going to get a refill. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Fresh Beer. Is this Lando? We've been joined by Lando. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not Calrissian. Nope. <laughs> this ain't no Colt 45. This uh, is this is the Lando Russian Imperial Stout from yeah. Three Skin Brewing. It's very good. <laughs> Bring it up, guys. Uh, for a second, I thought you said Four Skin, and I was like, well, it's still good, I guess. No, Three Skin. Cool. Um, you so know where it's from, right? We're going to... Bryce and I named it that. Named it. I'm, that, I'm the, a little the, the, no. It's Parks and Rec. Uh, okay, I haven't. It's, I haven't it's, it's one of the bands that um, I need to watch Parks and Rec. Ash has watched it and, and says it's good. I just I, I very rarely find myself actually watching comedy on purpose unless it's like watching old episodes of Friends or something. Chris Pratt's too. character, like I think it's one of the bands that he says that he played in, like in literally like either the first or second episode, like because he names <laughs> off a few of the bands that he was in, and, and Three Skin is one of them. Nice. So anyhow. I don't know if I mark it back in. Oh, it's uh, staying in the show. Um, so let's talk briefly. We're going to talk briefly about DC because I think we're going to save all the Justice League stuff for the end. So the one thing we do have that that, that is beautiful in this section is um, Gal Gadot uh, addresses Wonder Woman 2 rumors and Ratner is out. Yeah. So this is kind of one of those things. Um, we talked the last episode that you probably haven't heard yet. Uh, <laughs> we, we talked about it, about how Gal Gadot, um, Gal, Gal Gadot, um, has said that she is out uh, as Wonder Woman if Ratner is still um, involved in any way, shape, or form. His what is it? Is he Rat Pack? Is that his his yeah. production company? Which um, is still Rat Pack Dune was uh, yeah. DC or it was one of the things that flew before Justice League tonight. So yeah, uh, they they um, they co finance these films. Yeah, uh, or a lot of them anyway. Um, Here's the thing. She addressed it though in this, in this interview and she goes, actually, I didn't ever say that because Warner Brothers knows how I feel and I didn't have to say that and he's gone. Yeah. So there you so, go. Yeah. Um, I think this is altogether a good thing. Like, uh, sure. I, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not even sure that. <laughs> She probably didn't say it, but the, 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 again, the conspiracy nut in me wants to say something like, yeah, she did say it, uh, and didn't intend for it to go out. And this is the conciliatory mar- remark from the, the, you know, I don't, um, I don't know. Cause she did WB necessarily, doesn't necessarily want a lot of people talent, to, just like, 
There's a lot of people that have read a lot of things into her actions. Number one, there was a dinner that was honoring Brett Ratner that she was invited to, and she'd confirmed like months and months ago that she'd be there, and, and then she, she pulled out at the yeah. last minute with no explanation. Um, so this might be one of the situations where, uh, you know, people were the media was was reading things in into something that that hadn't actually been said. Yeah, but, and let's face it, uh, it is relatively easy to fit, spread lies on the internet. So fake news, okay? Fake news. Fake news. It's fake news. Um, okay, so anyway, we're going to save all the Justice League stuff towards the end. So uh, we got some Justice League news in here in the DC section, but we're going to skip them for now. So let's talk Marvel. Um, James Franco yeah. is going to star as Jamie Madrox in the upcoming X-Men film. Mm, I, I don't know if it's Madrox or Madro. Madro? Uh, I think oh. it might be Madro, but um, the multiple man. You're probably right. He's the multiple man. That's um, awesome. In a new film. Um, that's basically what we know so far. It's going to be interesting because his his... Uh, mutant powers basically he can just make multiple copies of himself to do different things and whatnot um i mean they don't have different powers like he just can make multiple copies of himself to yeah overwhelm people or confuse people or go get pizza or whatever yeah which i think is a solid way to go me too because i fucking hate going to get pizza mm. does it pizza. really count though because like if you're still you like the clone i don't know i would like to know how that goes but like if i do that then I'm still sitting here podcasting with you, and the other me is getting pizza, and yeah, but, I'm not. Okay, so here's but the thing. I'll eat it. Question. Because I'll make him pop and go away once the pizza gets here, yeah, and then I'll, I'll be the one that what needs I, it. Wait, here's what I want to know. Are you, like, omniscient? Are you in control of both bodies at the same time oh, through yeah. one mind? Yeah. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Because, it, Or is it like a clone situation where, like, as soon as you clone the thing, you both diverge no, and your it's minds not, are separate? No, it's, okay. it, it's not. It doesn't have its own sentience. Okay, so then, then I feel a little bit better. I mean, I guess, I guess it's, it's, it's kind of like be me getting the pizza a little bit, but the other me is still sitting here podcasting and drinking beer like I want to. Yeah, because th- then it, otherwise it turns into, like, the prestige, you know, like, uh, um, <laughs> and then you have the tone. Yes. Uh, that's a very horrible Michael Caine. Yeah. Um, about the size of a tangerine <laughs> that's how you have to start out with with kane yeah um so anyway uh yeah cool uh i'm down for that so uh and then uh lastly in the marvel category um you know that isn't punisher related is we have a deadpool trailer it's a teaser it is um, a it's good amazing one, um here's my advice though um definitely watch the internet version of it because the internet version you're going to get is more the red band uh trailer I actually saw the uh, Green Band uh, version of it, and he doesn't whack off at all. No, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he does the first time, but then, like in like the middle of it, he's like, "I'm going to whack off again." It, that's not in there yeah. at all. He's like, "I'm going, I'm going to clean this up again." And then, yeah, it's just it's <laughs> not, it's not yeah. as good. It's uh, yeah, it sounds like we're talking about some Louis C.K. shit right now. But just go watch the trailer. It's funny. I mean, I probably a lot less people would care about Ryan Reynolds whacking off in front of him anyway. I'm, I'm gonna say that's probably true. I'm, like, just, I, I'm gonna throw that out there. Um, not that that gives him the right to do so. I'd be like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing?" I didn't say stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk. Um, let's talk. Let's talk TV. Well, we got Punisher in there twice. Holy shit! Uh, I guess mm. I wasn't paying attention. Um, I you, guess. Yeah, you you, you generally. Don't. I guess since we're not talking about Discovery tonight, and we're gonna talk about Punisher later, let's go ahead and uh, let you bitch about The Walking Dead without spoiling too much, because I think I still probably will slog through it at some point. So, so here's my thing: I have only watched the first three episodes this season, and I've actually oh, ref- we're probably fine then because I've only watched two. I've so. I've absolutely refused to watch any more of it until this half the season is over, and I can just fucking just binge it and get it over with. But yeah. here's my big problem. Um. Greg Nicotero is not a director. Go on. He thinks he is, but he's not. 
out of the first three episodes, he directs the first and third episode of the season. Which means everything's all fucking out of whack and out of sequence. You don't know what's fucking going on. And he likes to treat a goddamn zombie show like it's a fucking art house film. And it's not. See, I, I don't know. I never... my. I don't have much of a beef with Nicotero so much as I do the show. And I, I guess do. he's a fucking pompous ass and he's a fucking VFX guy. Like that's his job. Like he was the head of the VFX department that made the gross zombies, the grossest zombies you could ever fucking see. And he's good at that. I'm not going to take that away from him at all because I'm not that guy, but he is not a goddamn director and he's fucking, they treat him like he's Kirkman's right hand man at this point. And it's, I'm fucking sick of it. I don't want to fucking watch a whole bunch of out of sequence shit that somebody thinks is an artsy fucking production that's essentially. Well, I mean, I guess I can riff on that a little bit because the thing with, um, The Walking Dead is that it tries to be a lot better of a show than it is. Like, it pretends to be a lot better of a show than it is, especially lately. Like, uh, originally, I think they kind of had something where they had, you know, this, like, question question of humanity struggling back and forth. And, you know, the the, the drama is, you know, but with the human characters and not really the zombies and stuff like that. Um, but I think we're too far out now from what I really liked about the show. The, because the, the numbers the, don't lie, guys. It's the lowest ratings in six years at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I watched the first two episodes, and I just... I couldn't care. Like the the stakes, they, they didn't feel like there were any stakes to me. Um, like I really think that I don't know what I was expecting because it's not really too far from like what you read in All Out War, which is actually one of the you know the 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 better runs, um, one of the the best runs. Also, actually. one of the most divisive runs though, too, because a lot of people left the book at the same time. Oh, really? And it feels like this is almost kismet that a lot of people are kind of abandoning the show during the same the same bit. Um, Kev Smith actually talked about, uh, having caught up on season seven just recently and talked about, um, uh, uh, oh God, Negan, what's his name? Yeah. Um, uh, did a fucking three name guy. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Uh, talked about how he has basically given cart, been given carte blanche to drag his very few lines of dialogue out as long as possible. Um, which there's some merit to, although I think uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is still an amazing fucking actor. Well, although, I don't know. I was questioning that too because I keep seeing this trailer for Rampage pop up all over the place, which Jeffrey Dean Morgan I just is, saw that, and it's basically yesterday. Negan in a suit. It, uh, it is. It was he was being Negan. I was like, why is Negan in, the, in here? But here's the thing about that movie and sidecar. But mm-hmm. anyway, sidebar. I think is what I meant. Yeah, whatever. It's Lando talking. Anyway. <laughs> It's one of those turn of sentences. Did you know they were making a movie out of a fucking arcade game? No. Me neither. I mean, I'm not surprised because they're running out of other IP to exploit, so whatever. Yeah. I saw that preview yesterday and I was like, what the shit is this? I still can't wait for the, the adaptation of Pac-Man. Um, they I, are doing that, aren't they? Are they? Fuck, I man. Think that so. was supposed to be a joke. No, I think I think I heard that they might actually be Fine, doing that. Do it. Give it a hard R. Yeah. <laughs> Work a hard R Pac-Man. Yeah. But only the scenes with Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. Because right? that's what I want to see. No. Um, I like that perfectly round cheese wheel shape of yours. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah. yeah. They made a fucking movie out of a video game that was three dudes standing around trying to see who could destroy buildings first. Yeah. Using either a fucking ape or a giant lizard mm-hmm. or a wolf. Yep, a lot of story to go on there. But you throw the rock in it, you're going to sell tickets. 
I mean, pretty much. Um, so anyway, um, uh, what were we even talking about? Where, where do we? How the hell did we I get this? Bitching, oh, I was bitching dead, about the Walking, walking dead. dead. Yeah. So I don't know. I I just. I think I watched The Walking Dead mostly out of tradition with the wife at this point. Like yeah. we've had it on our on our thing for you know the last whatever um, DVR. We have had it DVR for the last whatever, and we haven't caught up on it. We watched a couple episodes, uh, and, and the thing is, like, I mean, I guess I want to go back and watch them, but I'm so ready to be done with this Negan stuff. Like, I I think I really think that um, we could have ended the Negan storyline at the end of season seven, and they didn't. I think I I don't I think season seven should have been like basically the whole Negan storyline, all at war, uh, should take place in, through most of season seven. But they built him up to be this humongously huge big bad, and then this first you know couple of episodes, uh, they just undid all that. Like they they you know it's like, um, they they made him this you know tremendously insurmountable thing and then this first couple of episodes just like oh no we figured that all out uh and they we're just going to go shooty shoot all over the place and we're well, all good and then they ended that uh first episode with the ever famous line i hope you're wearing your shitting pants yeah what the fuck is that not see that didn't bother me too much cuz that was like i thought that was like a quintessentially negan thing I to say i didn't i didn't I, I didn't feel like it it that sounded more like abraham to me uh, that that is a little Abraham. I guess I was thinking about um when I also when I watched that I was thinking of Deadpool a little bit. Like, uh, see, he's got the right idea. He's wearing his brown pants, you know. See, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I hope it, you're wearing your shitting pants. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a little, I'm a little over the whole thing, honestly. Like, I'm not sure what they do at this point because um to I think take it back to the show that I really enjoyed would be another just weird fucking plot progression from here. Like it's another thing like when I watch Arrow. I'm not sure I'm ever going to enjoy Arrow as much as I did season 1 and 2 because there's just no way to bring down the show back to the level it once was, you know, when Oliver's the fucking mayor and shit like that. I'm, so I'm going to spend a good portion of uh, the next couple of days probably trying to catch up on that show because I'm not caught up on it. And I definitely uh, want to be caught up by Monday and Tuesday when the, the, I did, but we're getting back into a place where like, if the crossover isn't a turning point, which there's a lot of fan theory that says that the crossing the crossover is going to be somewhat of a turning point. Uh, like, I don't know. I keep saying like, I might be done with arrow. I might be done with arrow, but then I've watched every fucking one of these things. Um, but it is getting, I'm getting a little old. It's getting a little old for me. Supergirl also, you know, quite honestly, I watched, I caught up to season three and I watched the first half, uh, maybe I watched the first episode of season, uh, three and I just don't care to go I'm, back and watch. See, more I'm it, still so. all about Supergirl cause I, I, in, part of it is I'm biased because I, I follow, um, M- Melissa Benoist on social media and whatnot. And she is in, in, in a world where there's a lot of shitty people out there. Um, she seems like she's oh, yeah. the absolute she, personally, opposite. she's great. Like, and, um, and so I try and champion basically anything uh, she's involved in. Uh, plus, Nat really digs Supergirl, so we watch that one together and whatnot. Yeah, no, um, that's cool. Uh, the Flash, I'm, 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 I still love the Flash. I get a lot of people that complain about it, and they say it's, it's getting cheesy and whatnot. But that's kind of the charm of the Flash is it, it it's allowed to be cheesy. I think. I mean, his, it is the his Flash. Rogues Gallery is literally called the Rogues. Like his Flash, the Flash hasn't been as good. I think this last couple of seasons. Um, I, I particularly wasn't a big fan of Savitar, particularly not after. Um, you know, like I, I, if they, I think. What they did wrong is if they wanted to go with the Savitar storyline, they should have done it later. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I also think uh, Flashpoint was a whole missed opportunity. I don't think they did nearly enough th- uh, with Flashpoint. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. We might not get a movie now. They probably should have. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, and so that's a disappointment. But overall, yeah, no, I still love Flash. I still watch it every week. And I, I still pretty much always enjoy it. So um, it, it does. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, it, it if I can sit there and watch Tom Cavanaugh um, as Wells and I can watch Cisco interact, um, you know, at the los i think is his yeah. handle t-h-a underscore l-o-s yeah yeah um watching those two interact to me is is what makes tv fun yeah um and did you, you watched the council of wells right yeah that that was fucking amazing did you did you enjoy his mcconaughey because <laughs> that was straight up mcconaughey i was gonna mention that um if we talked about it tonight yeah it was straight up just uh like i was like holy shit man he's like a passable mcconaughey actually like he does a really fucking good mcconaughey i don't know i still really enjoy the flash but um i'm running out of patience i guess for shows that i don't you know part of it is i'm running out of time to do things and there's so many things that i'd rather do instead then you know slog through a show that i'm not really enjoying um to me the one that i'm having a hard time with this season is legends because i really really super liked that show the first season and part of it is because i really really liked um what's his face uh rory um oh uh um rory yeah i was gonna say the doctor the no it's uh it's rip hunter rip yeah i like rip a lot and like i don't like his character this season at all like he's a fucking absolute dick i i honestly i've watched the first legends maybe the second and i haven't been back to it either yeah, and that's another I've one watched that a, I just, i've watched the first few but i'm just i don't know that i'm gonna come back to it like right now i'm not even i'm contemplating not even catching up i don't think i'm even gonna catch up on the shows that i'm behind again, on i'm again, just gonna watch the crossover and, and and there's gonna be a couple of in jokes that i'm not gonna get and i won't really care probably that's another one because i i will pretty much champion anything that, that katie lots does but it's it's difficult right now because i don't like a couple of the characters in it um also victor garber's leaving the show at some point this season yep which is going to make it that much less tolerable depending on how they tell that story i just really like victor garber i think he's amazing yeah it's one of my favorite parts about the first episode of orville this season was he he got to be an admiral in it and i was like that's awesome because he's that dude (laughs) i did the same and then like his his cameo not even cameo just a regular part uh, was quickly trumped by all of the other fucking guys that got to do the Orville. Holy hell! Yeah, are you caught up? Uh, no, I have I have a few episodes to watch, but yeah, okay. Uh, then I don't I want mean, to talk too much about it. But there's there's some pretty fucking good. We've had Charlie Theron in it. We've had Liam Neeson in it. Like there's, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I, there's I another pretty the, prominent. I haven't seen the Garmin cameo yet. I haven't seen the Garmin one either. Or if I did, I missed it. And there's another pretty prominent uh, um, uh, guest star uh, mm-hmm. coming up too. So, I'll, I'll catch up. I'll yeah. catch up because it's it's that's honestly one of my favorite shows. On that TV that right now. still is. It's probably one of the most enjoyable shows I watch. Like that. That's one that I I think that I, I put on and like I just sit back and I can chill and watch it and I enjoy it and and it just generally doesn't really piss me off that much. So um, still generally like that show a lot. Um, Anyway, well, let's talk about properties that have never been made into movies before. Okay. Solid uh, segue. Tell me about it. Mario Brothers. They're going to do a Mario Brothers movie. Hey, you skipped the whole video game section. What are you oh, doing? Oh, did here? I? Yeah. Where you put the video game section in oh, here, too. Oh, fuck. I what blew the, the fuck lead. are you doing? Marker that. Take yeah. it out. <laughs> no, it stays in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, we only take my fuck-ups out. Um, so, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2 is out, and Matt has played it. Um, I have. I have. I'm not super far into it because um, the levels are kind of long and whatnot. But it it 
Uh, I mean, it's a Lego game. Is it still pretty much like um, I keep waiting for them to update or change? Like they're not really. I, I don't want them to change the look of the games at all because I think that's pretty much like if you want a Lego game, you don't want like super high fidelity, you know, perfect crisp, you know, water rendering and Dude, stuff like it's, that. It's pretty crazy watching doing a Lego game in 4K. Let me tell you, <laughs> like you can see the little like interwoven fabrics and like loki's cape and whatnot oh that's kind of neat um um but but i I am curious like um are the mechanics changing very much at all Uh, no um, the mechanics don't change a ton um they they made okay so marvel has two dogs in the in the lego game hunt um they've got the lego marvel heroes lego marvel superheroes line of which there are two they also have lego marvel's the avengers Mm, yeah I think superheroes is the one my son played the hell out it's of. It's the first yeah. one. Yeah. That's the first one they did. Lego Marvel's The Avengers is actually the one where you get actual dialogue from the movies as oh, the nice. character voices and whatnot. Um, whereas the Lego Marvel superheroes ones, it's just it's just people. Voice actors. It's yeah. voice actors off the off the street to do it. Um They changed the look from the first superheroes one to the second. Um you're little heart meter up the top and everything like that. They're more comic booky looking, cool. like sketchy looking and stuff like that. Um, and it starts out like you don't actually get to play the game without seeing um, the fucking uh, it's the guardian ship. Can't think of the name. Milano. Milano. It's the name of my iPad. Yeah. You, you don't actually get to start the game without seeing it fly across the Lego logo, listening to come and get your love. <laughs> so that's pretty solid. Um, your, your first level, you are the guardians of the galaxy. Like that's, that's what the first level is. Nice. Um, and then you segue back into the typical, like you get to be cap and iron man and whatnot. So I'm not super far into the game, but it's fun. Um, I've played the first one, uh, to 98% completion. Um, at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, so I know we brought you a little bit of a rant about net neutrality at the beginning of the episode, and uh, I'm not sure that there's anything nerds are more up in arms right now than uh, this next piece of news we brought we bring you, which oh, is God. EA's up in hot water over um, B- B- Battlefront 2. Um, I mean, essentially, that's not a headline, because EA is always pissing people off. Like, I don't, This is what I don't get. Everybody and their fucking dog is always down on ea when they release a game and i'm not condoning anything they do because i think they're a bunch of fucks oh no ea just is throwing that out there probably without a doubt the most shitty company in video gaming right now ea is the company that's single-handedly responsible for every single per, uh, person on the internet saying i'm not going to pre-order games anymore but you know what they fucking do they go and pre-order every fucking game that comes out we might have seen a little bit of a change here because i don't get me wrong i'm sure pre-orders for battlefront 2 were still you know high in the same realm that they always have been but uh there was lots of pictures posted this this week uh after black friday showing just empty cases of video games but the battlefront 2 uh section is completely full still and empty cases of um consoles you know big stacks of consoles at costco um and everything gone except for the battlefront 2 bundle so it seems like this is making it past the um just the nerd news so like nerds have been up in arms about ea for a long time because there's a lot of shady shit that ea has done in the past um most notably uh, uh or one of the more notable ones being that they are kind of like the fucking t1000 uh, um in that they they just get they re no that's not exactly a good metaphor more like the the blob they just absorb everything that comes in their orbit and a lot of the times it dies perilously so there's been a ton a ton a ton of companies that have been absorbed by ea and the properties that they're famous for just basically die and die i think the phrase i used earlier on on a facebook rant on somebody else's post was ea 
is notorious for fucking gamers while simultaneously destroying franchises. Yeah. So, so. what's notable about this particular fiasco is um, I don't quite understand the whole gambling aspect of it, but that's got actual politicians up in arms a little bit about um, the whole loot boxes and the gambling aspect of it. I think what the thing is, is like you can pay real money and you get a loot box which contains something could be good could be yeah. bad and so um they, they're basically you know legalizing a slot machine in a well, video game it's essentially um, like a freemium thing like you like it's with any like your phone like you've got uh fucking uh what is it marvel puzzle puzzle quest or wwe champions or whatever like you can pay legit money to get like random draw yeah. prizes and i mean whatnot. like dlc has been a thing for a while but i think this is notable this is, this for is not a- dlc this is this is literally taking a concept that that works on the mobile phone platform because a lot of people will waste a dollar or two or whatever while they're on their lunch break or whatever playing a, a, a game on their phone but they're they're now putting it on a game that you already paid 60 dollars for or yeah. 75 if you got the deluxe I, I edition. I don't think I quite understand the complaint here because if if it's the way I understand it, I think it's a little bit hypocritical because I don't think this particular aspect of the game is something that EA is really the the, the groundbreakers for. I think this type of thing has been it has existed for it, a while. Sure, sure. This is not this is not the problem but that th- I that's that not I my heard. main beef with this. This game. is my yeah. thing. My thing is that you don't get good characters in this game unless you you either pay individually for them or. Like you have to replay the game at a at a point where by the time you get enough credits to get the 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 premium characters that you don't care anymore. Yeah, I think what they said was um, I can't remember the exact. It's, it's a pay to win scenario. But um, if you want to get the entirety of the game, essentially uh, not just the base, but if you want to get all of the stuff in the game, like if you want Luke Skywalker, you're paying more. Yeah, uh, Darth Vader, I think, was absent uh, from the main version, too. You either have to buy that character or you have to play. Like, you can play and get the things, but I think the completion time for that was something like uh, several hundred hours, I think upwards of seven or eight hundred hours. Yeah. And uh, the uh, total cost, if you wanted to buy the whole everything in it, um, you'd be spending around two grand. Um, I think the number was something like $2,200 or something like that. So it's just kind of insane money grab from EA. Um, and it's, it's kind of to the point where even Disney has been like, Hey, um, guys fucking stop it. Um, yeah. So Disney's or EA is backpedaling a little bit because they finally, you know, like this is the thing, like EA is constantly sticking their hand in the cookie jar and they will absolutely take the cookie every time. It's just that this time EA brought a giant sack and just tried to turn the cookie jar upside down and, and yeah. take them all. Um, and so they're, they're, they're rightfully getting their balls busted about this. Like, um, and you know I'm not buying this game. Like I I I found uh, Battlefront One to be pretty content light. You can go back and listen to some of the older episodes because I think we talked about I, that. I think our main complaint about that one is there's there's literally no um there's no there's single no single player, player campaign. And so like, I was, you can't just sit down and like I was right up there ready for this game because there is a single player in this game. Uh, I I was waiting for this game to come out, but now it's like and, and visually it's it's fucking stunning. It's a yeah, beautiful game. They they do they do make an absolutely beautiful game. Fuck, the first one was beautiful. It's just you know there's only really multiplayer stuff unless you want to run and drills. Even then, the multiplayer stuff is really it's repetitive. Like it's repetitive and it's light. Like the, the, that's the thing. Like the the game it felt it did not feel like a sixty dollar game to me. Um, I had the deluxe version, but I didn't have the season pass, so. That's, that's yeah. the other thing that pisses me off too. Is like there's got to be six different versions of a game now, which ir- irritates the piss out of me. Like, okay, um, example: Black Friday. I could have gone to GameStop and I could have picked up Injustice Two for the PS4 for fifteen bucks, 
You know why I didn't? Because because you... six months to a year from now, I'll be able to get the game of the year edition that'll have all the fucking DLC. Yeah, that's, that, that's the thing that you know, bothers me here too. Like with um, that's the other thing that has kept me. Like I played Battlefront when it first came out, or around the time that it first came out. I wasn't super super in on the original game, but I think it came bundled with my PlayStation, and so I played the shit out of Battlefront when it first came out. But I quickly exhausted like my um interest in in the multiplayer, uh, um and in the short amount of multiplayer that it had. And then everything else basically became DLC. You know, like there's three worlds you can play on essentially in the vanilla game, and that's pretty much it. And then yeah. everything after that is uh, paid for DLC. Well, and I just I'm not gonna sp- I'm not gonna spend upwards of two hundred fucking dollars on. I, a, on I a have the deluxe version because I got the um, I bought the Darth Vader edition PS4 when I got it, and it came with a deluxe version of the game. Um, but the deluxe version only gives you a few things. Like one of the, the most notable ones is you get Han Solo's DL44 blaster uh, for free. You don't have to pay for that. But like yeah. the the downloadable content, I, I got the first world, I think, which was the Jakku um, thing. I got it for free. Mm-hmm. But everything after that, I would have had to have the season pass or bought each expansion individually. I think I, I might have gotten Jakku as well. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, it just it, It's not worth it. It's... The, yeah, it's just the, the, guys. There's that's the thing. Like, there's a ton of other games out there. Like, I, I'd have to like just absolutely love everything about this game this much to become so addicted that I'd pay for a ton of it for it. And I don't like that market of games. Like, I, there are people like that. There are people out there right now playing Clash Royale that have pumped thousands of dollars into that fucking game. And I, I do not like games like that at all. Like, Jesus, you want to go on a tangent? Okay, so I mentioned WWE Champions. It's 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 essentially like a, a different form of Bejeweled. It's a it's a it's a puzzle game. It's a uh, yeah. a match three kind of a deal, right? The servers went down on Thursday. No, Wednesday. It was Wednesday because I was at work. Um, I'm I'm in the middle of a five day weekend. Did I mention that? Nice, pretty amazing. Anyway, um, so yeah, the the servers went down because there was an issue with one of their events that they do. That actually was giving players too many bonuses. <laughs> so they, they shut the fucking thing down. They were like, uh, we're investigating a problem. It should be two hours. The game was down for 10 hours. And there was people that are like, I'm quitting because this sucks and blah, blah, blah. And I spend upwards of $100 every couple of days on this game. And you're not getting my money more. I'm like, this is a, f- this is a game I play on my iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you spend $100 every couple of days on a game you playing your iphone like i've got some good characters on that game i've never spent a fucking cent on it yeah like it wouldn't surprise me if that was like a nine-year-old who's never spent a dime but um yeah the, the i don't know the, the whole fucking thing i i just i don't like this aspect of gaming anymore it's one of the things that i that's really kind of upsetting because it really colors a hobby that i enjoy uh and it's just not a fun yeah. thing a especially fun? because i don't really have the the uh the funds to be you know like buying a 60 dollars game full price th- that i was even considering buying this game full price is a credit to the uh, how interested I was in it, sure. and now that there's just no fucking way I'm going to do that. A like, friend of mine was actually on Facebook earlier today, kind of making an argument uh, in favor of DLC, which I'm not opposed to DLC. I'm not. I'm really not opposed no, to it at all. Like but back in argument, my day, we called it an expansion pack. Well, and it was a significant addition to the game, and you paid 15 bucks, but you got this, you know, huge, you know, expansion to the game. His his argument was that games, uh, especially console games, have always been like 60 bucks at release, and sort of true. Uh, Super Nintendo games were. Um, N64 games were PlayStation, not PlayStation. Were actually 49.99 was their max price uh, for a brand new game, and usually within a few months they dropped to 29.99. Um, and if they sold enough copies, they went to the greatest hits, and you could get it for 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, 
then again, PlayStation was a brand new concept. Sony wasn't in the console game. And so for them to come out and release games at 60 bucks a pop out the gate might have been a nail in the coffin. So they released their games at a slightly lower price point. But what it did was it proved that you could actually sell those games at a lower price and still make a profit. Um, even Final Fantasy VII, when it came out, was a $50 game brand new. Not 60 Yeah. And there was no DLC ever for it. There didn't need to be because that was a, a game that was fucking 80, 90 hours gameplay. Yeah. And it <coughs> revolutionized what an RPG was. So anyway, um, his argument was that with inflation, these games would be 90 bucks at this point. But they the consumer has forced them into a, a situation where they have to continue pumping out games at 60 bucks instead of 90. And the, the, the DLC is how they make the rest of their money. But I disagree in, in that DLC is not a bad thing, but I should still be able to go through and play the video game in its entirety without it. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Like, um, it's like a Lego game with DLC. If I want extra characters, if I want an extra Spider-Man pack that gives me six different skins for Spider-Man, he, I, yeah, I can buy it, but inflation, it's not necessary. Inflation is an important thing to note when we're talking about, um, prices, but not necessarily in all cases, because in this case, the other thing that's inflated is the number of households with consoles. Um, so, uh, the number of households with consoles means that you can sell more in volume. And since they're most, I, I, I mean, I get with video games, there is a physical cost, like they have to print the those boxes yeah. which most of these days you you print a box and a disc for under a dollar that just basically is a downloadable key anyway that downloads the yeah. fucking game to your drive anyway um but the 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 vastly larger market we have for video games these days means that they don't have to be priced at that and they can still well, make much much more money the video game industry as a whole has grown so fucking much since then and the price isn't clearly the thing that's hurting it the most what, what ea has done with battlefront 2 is equivalent to back in the day if uh a claim was like okay here's the deal uh you're gonna get mortal Kombat 2 but if you only buy the base game you can only be sonya and Jax. yeah essentially Everything else you got to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> or just play the game with Sony and Jax for 500 and some odd hours. And then, we'll, then you can we'll get, let you unlock. Th- then you'll Johnny get Raiden. Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Raiden. Yeah. Well, no, Raiden's cool. Yeah. That's why you got to <laughs> play for 500 hours before you can get him. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. This, I mean, that's, that, it's like releasing a Mortal Kombat game without Scorpion or, or fucking Sub-Zero. Yeah. I'm just saying. You just can don't we, do it. Can we please give Star Wars to a good game company? You yeah, know that you should. know there's you know there's a good game company out there that can make a fucking bitch in Star Wars game. Well, didn't they buy LucasArts when they bought everything else? They did, I think. Um, I think that's how we're getting it. Um, I, I know the game certainly comes. All the EA Star Wars games certainly come with a LucasArts header under it. So, like, so just just release it straight from LucasArts. Well, I mean, it, it just needs to not be involved in EA at, at all anymore. Like their their gaming wing is just is just the grossest part of the gaming industry, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. So it it really kind of uh, it it rankles me when I have to buy something or when I choose to buy something from EA because I know I don't have to, but whatever. Yeah. All right, let's move the fuck on because we we talked for twenty five minutes. One more about one EA. more piece about the about the pre orders and stuff like that. One okay. of the reasons we've seen waning pre orders is because um it's digital downloads are yeah, kind of why why would you pre order a fucking game? In yeah, you days? don't have to wait in line anymore. Like you're not, they're not going to sell out of copies, even of World of Warcraft's newest expansion or whatever, because you can literally just buy it online. It downloads. Now the game companies are like, oh, but if you pre-order it, you get it two days early. Who fucking cares? Yeah, pretty much. And and in in the case where EA makes stuff, who fucking cares? Just don't pre-order it. Don't. 
Like if you're going to pre-order and, and, and the second thing that they'll do is they'll add some sort of pre-order bonus. And so like, if you're going to pre-order and get a collectible, like I remember the first, the first time I really remember getting anything or I didn't do this cause I, I still wouldn't, I, I don't care that much, but I remember with Halo, I want to say two, um, the pre-order got you like the, the cool master chief helmet or something like that. Yeah. And like, if you're going to pre-order for something like that, I can't, I guess fine. Go for it. Well, um, but the, and because that you want that thing, that's fine. But they, the other thing they do is like pre-order and you get the golden gun essentially. And that's bullshit. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing I don't, you, so the thing you like, if it's going to be a cosmetic thing, it's going to be a bonus, a collector, you know, go ahead and go ahead and do pre-orders for that. But, um, otherwise get, folks just don't bother pre-ordering, you know, especially if you're just going to download the game over the internet, just fuck it. Don't, World don't of Warcraft, they're not going to sell out of bits. World of Warcraft kind of does it right because they do when you do their pre-orders. Like if you do the deluxe version and and do the pre-order, they usually like throw in a like a, a crazy pet or a new mount that's exclusive to like only the people that did that for a limited time and whatnot. And that's cool as hell because if you do that, then I you're riding it. around on a fucking giant fucking dragon or whatever. It's mostly and the, cosmetic is the thing. Like, yeah. It, it, so that, that that's what I'm saying. I'm fine with like that. it. Doesn't give it. you an unfair advantage in the game. Otherwise, you know, because all because the mount's not going to go at a faster speed than the top level elite mounts are yeah. anyway and the pet a lot of people don't play that game you know for the the pet prestige but yeah. it's cool to have and like you can be like look this is what i did i got this thing and they gave this to me and it's cool yeah um i, I did buy a game that i can't play until christmas <laughs> i know we talked about this 2k18 uh yeah I, I got wwe 2k18 i will yeah. probably drop another 30 bucks in the season pass on that when when it gets opened under the christmas tree because those are the only games that I can justify it because they give you the My Career Accelerator Pack, which gives mm. you extra VP to, um, or VC to to up your character stats yeah. and all that kind of stuff. For the career mode and it gives you, and I'll I'll probably buy the two packs that don't come with the season pass too, and that is the Kurt Angle pack. Mm. Um, you get two Kurt Angle skins, you get old school uh, Olympic hero Kurt Angle, and then you get the ECW bald. Nice. Uh, Kurt Angle. And then there's a John Cena pack. Um, and you get four characters with that one because you actually get two of his top opponents, one of which is RVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get two John Cena skins. Nice. As well. So Okay. Well, sounds good to me. Um, I, I enjoy those games. And to me, I don't care. Like, I'll pay the money for the extra stuff because it's it's fun. Yeah, and I, I don't know. There's always a fine line to walk here because there's always somebody that wants to pay for the extra stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I guess just don't get too predatory with it. Like, when no. it, when everything becomes a way to milk money from people, like, I get you got to make money off the game and that's the goal, but... Um, it's when it cross when it starts crossing over into the fun aspect of the game, that's where I have a problem. Well, there's, there's people that are so into Zelda that if you release a new Zelda game and you're like, yeah, and if you pre-order it, you get to play it two days early and Link has a pink bunny tail. And they'll do yeah. it just for the pink bunny tail. Yeah, for sure. And that's fine. Yeah. I'm not, if there's people willing to pay that money for it, that's fine. But don't hold the game hostage to get See, more people to do it. And that's that's what I'm okay with. Like, cosmetic-wise, I'm mostly okay with that. Um, I'd even kind of be okay with, like, you know, you get a few extra levels or something like that with with a pre-order. What I don't like is, like, uh, you don't get a complete game. Like... Uh, yeah. If you want to play levels five through seven to get to level ten, uh, you have to pre-order some sh- shit like that. Like that's essentially what a lot of these companies are doing, and it's disgusting. So let's move on. Let's talk. Let's talk about the uh, um, movie uh, that we cannot wait for. Um, the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, I. Because they've never done this before. I heard they're getting. Uh, who the fuck was it? Um, fuck the guy from Waterworld. The villain in Waterworld too. I think. Um, they, I think Dennis I, Hopper's dead. God damn. Well, they're not getting him back to reprise his role then. 
Is all, yeah, I guess that's uh, and who was the Mario was another pretty Bob famous Hoskins. guy. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. You think Bob Hoskins is going to be back to play Mario? I think Bob Hoskins will be back to do anything that anybody will pay him money to do. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you're probably right. It beats anyway. fucking selling me a beef and cheddar at Arby's, that's for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. They're making a Mario Brothers movie. Um, I think it'll probably be maybe okay. I guess. No, my bet is going to be absolutely shit. Well, I don't think they're going to go like the the previous Mario movie. I don't think they're going to go le- that level of crazy. I think they're going to find something to you know actually build off the Mario mythos. Well, judging on the success of Battleship and the first Mario movie yeah. and mm. Assassin's Creed... And World of Warcraft. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. You know, uh, I didn't read this article too closely, and so maybe it doesn't say this. Maybe. But I'm saying I could see an animated Mario movie that was actually good. Let's pay attention to the box office for Rampage. We'll see. <laughs> that'll be the, that'll be the measuring stick. Yeah. Oh fuck. I, maybe, I linked. Oh, I linked to the Wall Street the Journal. That's probably why I didn't read the whole article because it's uh, behind a paywall. So sorry about that, folks. Go follow from Google. We'll we'll put a different link in. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll maybe. The they can cast the rock as Luigi. Ooh, that's a solid play. That's that'll put some asses in seats. All right. Uh, speaking of putting asses in seats, the official Lord of the Rings show, um, uh, produced by Amazon, will precede Fellowship. So we're getting something before Fellowship. Uh, what I'm curious about is are they going to pull it, content from the from the fucking Silmarillion? Some, some, yeah, I assume so. What I'm curious about here is how much it's going to proceed uh, um, Fellowship by. So, uh, for example, there's a thousand, you know, a few thousand years of back content. Are they going to have go a Bilbo through. in it? You think? I don't think so. Um, so I, I guess so it'll, that's it'll really precede the, the Hobbit. Even that's then. that's really the two ways you can go. Like it's either going to proceed, um, um, you know, like right before, which I think is don't do that, please. I, I'm not. That's not a fan a thing I'm I'm really well, excited got, about what, right now. 60 70 years between the Hobbit and Fellowship cuz Bilbo's 111 at the beginning yeah, of Fellowship. It's still one of my criticisms of Discovery too. Like of all the timelines they could have cho- chosen to go and all the places that it would be perfectly fine to go with Star Trek they decided to go 10 years in the past. I, I would I would it's so here's my thing. If you're going to do a Star Trek series and you're going to keep it in the prime universe, the next series they need to do needs to be post Voyager. Yeah, I want something that's going to come after. Um, yeah. There's other quadrants. There's other threats. Um, we only, I mean... There's whole bunches of stories unimagined that haven't even um, hit. Like, we could do lots of things with Star Wars. Uh, same thing. So, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is practically, like, uh, th- there's thousands of years worth of stuff that they could cover. You, um, you know what I would actually want to see in a Star Trek series? What's Sorry that? to interrupt. I would like to see a series that runs concurrent with Next Gen. Okay, but is taken from the perspective of the Bajorans under Cardassian rule, and that could be good. And see the overthrow of the Cardassian government. That could be good. That leads up to like basically episode one of Deep Space Nine. That could be good. All right. Um. So anyway, Lord of the Rings show is going to precede Fellowship. We don't know much more than that. Um. There, there's obviously a lot of wiggle room in that statement. That could be uh ten years before. That could be five years before. That could be a thousand years before. Who the fuck knows? Um. Anyway. Fantastic. You, you essentially have from the time that uh, Sauron loses the ring until Fellowship. <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> honestly, there's even backstory previous to the, the losing the ring. So um, you could. You I mean, can, there's backstory, but who gives a shit? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of fucking places you could go. Yeah. They could have a whole, like, built on Sauron, you know, thing if they wanted to. Dude, Watch Sauron. It's actually just, a, just an origin story of Sauron. <laughs> 
Yeah, sure, do it. Um, no, don't, don't, don't. Come up with something good. Um, Fantastic Beast sequel gets a name. Uh, yep. then I, and I forgot what it is. And already, we have a Dumbledore. So I gotta go. Uh, the Crimes the of Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, one of the neat notices that somebody pointed out is that if you go look at the official, um, the it's in the link we put put in here from the Nerdist. Um, if you look at the logo, uh, all the Horcruxes are in there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Um. No. Not Horcruxes. It's uh, one of the other fucking things. The um, the house in the Deathly Hollows. They told the story. The three boons. I think something along those oh, lines. The, the war. The whatever the fuck. Those are the Deathly Hollows. Yeah, the Deathly Hollows. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's what you meant too. Not the Horcruxes because that would have been a Snape thing. Yeah, um, not Snape. Uh, Voldemort. Voldemort. Uh, he who shall, shall not be named. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of backlash over Johnny Depp still being uh, Grindelwald. Apparently, um, I I didn't have a problem Whatever. with him as Grindelwald. I, I enjoyed the first Fantastic the first Beast. half of Fantastic Beasts, so I guess I should get around to watch. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, this one I, here's I'm a little torn on this one though because Jude Law uh, as Dumbledore, and so we're talking. I have a hard this, time seeing Jude Law going to Dumbledore. Well, this this takes place in the 30s 40s something like that something like that. so it's only 50 years prior to the uh so the first Dumbledore Potter like- movie so he aged very badly between <laughs> then and now yeah uh, is all i'm saying it's a little little weird but um i i, I think his acting chops are certainly um yeah it's a good guess for the par for yeah i don't know for well, sure I'll, I'll reserve judgment until we get there um in oh dune dune there's a dune reboot coming coming from david lynch uh tidbit of news it's not going to be a, a um no no, no Hi, sorry. everybody it's <laughs> I, I said that wrong the, there is a dune reboot coming that's not going to draw from david lynch, lynch's adaptation well that um, was barely dune so yeah and it's like and I don't it's, know. it's ancient yeah um netflix has a new show coming out and it's gonna be called super normal um one of the show's stars will be josh gad oh yeah there's a couple of them actually uh that this is actually a huge get uh yeah other other stars you might have mentioned uh a little lady named daisy ridley and a a handsome gentleman named luke evans i watched an interview with daisy ridley yeah she is filthy i love her oh really like even more than than i did already (laughs) Like she swears like a goddamn sailor, and it's amazing. Awesome. Uh, so Daisy Ridley, you're beautiful, and I love your mouth. <laughs> that that came out exactly how he, he it intended. Did. It, I'm sure it did. Um, it, I, I want to see that in the next Star Wars movie. Ooh, we need I to said pause, get the I motherfucking. Have not, I have not watched Skywalker this. film. Uh, yeah, Incredibles two gets a teaser this week. Um, I think Matt and I are both pretty excited. Um, Incredibles is uh, one of my favorite Pixar movies. Same. Uh, it's the best Fantastic honest, Four movie they've ever made. Honestly, uh, the wife is a super, super huge fan of it. Yeah. So. Um, also, for some reason, my kids decided randomly they wanted to check it out on Plex. So we've been watching Credibles at the house uh, last couple weeks, yeah. and it's awesome. Yeah. No, it's a super good movie. Um, it's got a great villain, great backstory for the villain. Uh, Jason Lee does a fucking superb job at it. Um, I don't say that a lot about a lot of Scientologists, but he's one of them. No. Yeah. Uh. Hopefully he hasn't sexually assaulted somebody because that would break my heart because I like Jason Lee. Yeah, and he's already crazy enough as it is. Scientology, man. Come on. Uh, I mean, you know. 
All right, and Matt, you have a percentage selection from Scott Steiner. You want to oh, tell me about that? No, you have to watch this. Oh and no, I think you've actually I've seen this before. We yeah, this it's a it's a promo he cuts back uh, back, back, in, the in, back in the day. Yeah, uh, uh, here's why math is important, kids. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm just this actually got brought up in a net neutrality discussion uh, on Reddit because why wouldn't it? Um, where somebody basically cuts a promo on the anti net neutrality people in. As, as, as done by Scott Steiner. And so it made me think of it and put it in there. Uh, we may have posted it before. It, just watch it again. It's, it's funny. If you I haven't made seen my, it, definitely, definitely watch it. It's I, a, it's a hilarious promo. I made my kids, one of which is struggling in, in math this year. And I was like, here's why this is important. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know what the hell that guy just said. Nobody does, buddy. Yeah. Nobody does. So, all right. Shall we grab another refill and then come back and, and get balls deep in the Punisher? Uh, Are we doing Punisher first or Justice League? Let's do Justice League first because I want to okay. end the show on a positive note. All right, let's get in there. Uh, so we got some Justice League to talk about. So let's warm up. Let's have a little uh, um, foreplay, if you will, okay. and talk um, about for- some of the... Firstly, I, I do want to say something, and I said that we would do Punisher last because I wanted to end the show on a positive note. I won't say that I hated Justice League because I didn't. I actually, I actually enjoyed myself when I watched it because it was a very fun movie to watch yeah um so we'll we'll preface with that um yeah so l- let me just set the tone basically um i i enjoyed this one like uh and i guess you can go back and listen to our bvs roundtable because i think we actually did a full roundtable for that we, we did. didn't know what we were we getting did. into and uh we mostly enjoyed that film too i think though i'm it going to age as well as i'd like it to it, it, it didn't age well at all i think you know, that was mostly rose-colored glasses having basically walked out of the theater and and you know recorded a podcast immediately after this one i liked and i think that that's probably the best and worst i'm ever going to say about it um and and uh you know i i mostly liked i guess i should say well not even mostly i'll I'll just say i liked unqualified i liked but it's got to share flaws it's not a perfect movie and probably what i'm going to spend the next half hour doing is just bitching about it because good, good popcorn film I, I thought it was a great popcorn film um yeah. don't know why honestly should have been a summer release yeah. Uh, oh, one other thing I had to mention too before we get too deep in this is there's definitely probably going to be spoilers in this. I don't think we're going to oh. be able to get around because so, there's yeah. some some elements of the thing that I just I want to talk about that I know are going to be spoiler laden. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for Justice League, skip ahead to our Punisher mm-hmm. discussion. And then if you don't want to hear spoilers for that, I guess this is a good time to say uh, see you later. Adios. Yeah. Adios. Um, uh, <laughs> Facebook.com <laughs> slash whatever you show. Or slash whatever you show. Yeah. At whatever you show on Twitter. There you go. Yeah. Um, All right. So. Um, let's set this up a little bit justice league reviews are in and basically the 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 short of it is it's better than the last one it's not a greatly well-reviewed film but most people are kind of like yeah okay i didn't hate it um it it wasn't great either audience score very favorable compared to the critic score on this one um which is a running theme um on rotten tomatoes we'll address that a little bit um in a little bit right before we talk about punisher oh i have a i have a theory on that too when we get to it but we'll get there um um Here's there's a couple of problems with it. Um, so one link, and I actually linked to the Reddit link in this, and and you can go find another source if you want. But there was a really good breakdown here, which showed um, uh, opening box office weekends for some other popular Marvel movie. Or for uh, no, I shouldn't say Marvel, although it is dominated by Marvel movies. But there was a good box office breakdown for other movies, and the short of it is this movie basically got handled on opening weekend. It opened at ninety four million dollars, which I know you're like, oh my god, that's a lot of money, but not when you have on almost four million. 400 million dollar budget uh and yeah. the um second week take you, is usually and, and, less than half and they paid so. two directors to do it uh yeah. here's, so here's this here's is thing be... about box office too and i might have um talked about this on the podcast before i might not have just a refresher 
Uh, box office gross is actually um, the longer a movie stays in theaters is actually not necessarily better for studios because your first week in, in box office, actually, you get almost 100% of the take from the box office. And then each week that it stays in the theater, um, the, the studio gets progressively less and less money and the theater um, that you watch it at actually yeah. gets to keep here's, more. Here's a good way to note this. It did less on opening weekend than the Avengers second weekend. It did less than... Um, Suicide Squad. It did it's Suicide Squad. It did much less than Suicide Squad. It did less than Deadpool. An R-rated film. It did less than Deadpool. Um, that's yeah. That's never <laughs> a good sign. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, not a great idea. Um, the, the the budget for this is reportedly in the three hundred million range, and that's not necessarily even including marketing. Um, so it's got a long way to go in order to make up uh, and you know make this a good step. I think the thing is that here is that DC and uh, WB have essentially blown all trust. So whereas when people were going to see Avengers, it's like oh we've had um, the Incredible Hulk, we've had Iron Man, we've had Thor, we've had uh, uh, Captain America. Those were all surprisingly good films in some cases. Like I I went into Captain America th- certainly thinking I'm not going to give a shit about this i don't like this character that much and then i walked out being like oh okay that was fucking cool and now when you honestly Avengers, besides iron man one probably the the it's it, i mean hands down it's the second best movie of phase one captain america i think uh mm-hmm. if you don't count the avengers because the avengers was just an all-out brawl and it was fun yeah um so anyway, it's kind of getting handled at the box office. It's going to probably make DC, I don't know, I hope it makes DC re- rejigger some things and rethink some things. It's clear to me that they did that already with the Justice League, um, although I don't know that they necessarily did it in the best way they could. What? And that brings us to our next link, unless Over, you want to. I, I just want to elaborate a little bit. DC has a good formula going on with what they did with Justice League. The problem is, is that they changed gears so quickly, number one. It's unearned. Um, number we'll two. There. Number two, my thing is, is that if they keep the tone that they set with Justice League, I think they're going to be fine. They need to do two things, though, and they both have to do with CGI. They need to tone it down, <laughs> and the CGI they use, they need to clean it up. No, well, yeah, and, we're definitely going to talk, about, talk that. about that more. But I, I, I liked the overall adjustment that they made. It just, there was no easing into it. It was like, okay, well... Here's the deal. I know I've been in your vagina, but now I'm just going to go in your asshole with no lube. <laughs> that, that, that wonderful metaphor. Um, it just that I mean, and I don't feel like I got fucked by the movie. It just is one of those things where it's like, OK, so if I'm the one of the two percent of the population that liked BVS and then I go to this, I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it, like, <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter if you liked it or not. I don't, okay, let's let's get there. I have yeah. one last quick thing, and then we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about our general thoughts in the movie um, more, I guess. Uh, so this other link is basically saying Justice League was micromanaged even more than previously reported. This link comes to us from Vanity Fair. Um, this is uh, somebody commenting basically on on Whedon's involvement, and it does a little bit to like shift blame from Whedon, which. You know, you could blame Whedon a little bit, but I don't think that's really fair for this particular film because he didn't have nearly as much involvement and shouldn't get nearly as much of the credit. Uh, um, but of course, I think this is going to be the way it was going to go anyway. He, he was either going to, t- you know, I, I think there's no way to get around this. Um, if this movie sucked, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder is going to take all the blame. And if this movie was great, Joss Whedon was going to get all the credit. And I think that's really kind of telling. And it, it kind of sets up the whole, the, the whole movie for me a little bit, which is that we have no 
trust anymore in Zack Snyder. We have no trust anymore in DC or WB. And so we basically expect crap to come out. And so um, Justice League, it, you know, that's one of the, the prevailing thoughts going into the movie, which made it a little bit more difficult for me. I, I just kept waiting for it to be, you know, bad. Giant mistake made by by Warner Brothers is not trusting the actual DC people that you brought in to do it. Um, and here's the thing. Zack Snyder is capable of making a great film. But he's not capable of running an entire fucking franchise. And so, I don't mean to belittle Zack Snyder because I think he's made some great films. But I also I know for a fact he's made some absolute shit films as well. So, yeah. The- so I'm, I'm going to uh, it's not that big a fan. Or it's not that big a surprise. But I'm going to dog on Snyder a little bit. The, the real problem is that they've they went the wrong direction in Man of Steel a little bit. And then they pivoted hard the wrong direction with Batman versus Superman. And that's largely Snyder's doing. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think Snyder well, um, under the influence here, of WB was honestly, doomed is, to failure. But this is how I feel. The direction he went with Man of Steel was darker than we've ever seen Superman go. And I think people were okay with that as long as there was some kind of recompense. But they said, here's the deal. It's Superman. It maybe was a little too dark. And then he took that and was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to double down on that. Yeah, so the thing is, like, that, that's a, that's one of the things that uh, I think a very big problem with Justice League, which is that, um, you know, I've complained lots of times on the show about... Um, them getting the character of Superman wrong. And I still stick by that with Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. They did justice league moves much more in the right direction towards getting uh Superman, right? The problem is it's completely unearned and it's such a dramatic shift and then, that it almost doesn't make any sense. And then so just like, like the they dude. should have started moving that move- movement in Batman versus Superman. That should have been where it shined, especially when you have the contrast against Batman. That should have been where it really shone through. The character growth should have happened there, but it didn't. In well, fact, it, the character almost regressed more. Just you know? the thing with BVS is, is uh, he doubled down on the dark, and then just like the boyfriend that doesn't warn his girlfriend before he blows his load in her mouth, like he gave us Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. <laughs> Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it does, and I, I, I love it. That's definitely staying in. Um, I, I, it has to because it. I mean, it makes perfect sense when you think about it. Because we're like, okay, we're getting this movie, and then they cast this guy that made a social network. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it's it, here. Here's the thing. It's it's hard to watch this movie and not watch it with BVS dragging it down. I, no, I went into it with eyes open. I I, w- I went into this movie completely willing to accept whatever it was that I just paid money to see um, because I knew. Okay, so here's my main problem with it. Happening. Um, well, other than um, other than the the shitty CGI mustache that uh, you know got CGI'd out. Um, so my main problem with this movie is that there's character growth from everybody, but it's completely unearned. Um, that it doesn't make any sense. It's not written really in any way. It's just a thing that happens and we're all supposed to buy it. I guess the uh, moment of character growth for our two main heroes, uh, being, um, Superman and Batman in this case, um, was supposed to come from the fact that Bruce says, what did you say? Her name was Martha. You know, like, why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? Um, I guess that's where all the character growth was supposed to come from. Cause in this movie, all of a sudden, like there's nothing, you know, there's the small denouement in the end of the movie from Batman versus Superman, which shows very, 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 very minor amounts of character growth. And then in this movie, we get basically an almost different character of Batman. Um, this is no longer, uh, or not nearly as much the, the, uh, Dark Knight Returns Batman. This is for the most part, a more traditional Batman, just there, old. There was um, definitely some here. Here's, here's the thing. And this is, I think where, where Ben said that the, the final cut 
looked kind of like half of a movie directed by one person, the other half directed by another. And that is, you see, you you definitely see some elements of Zack Snyder's Batman in the beginning, um, the the pre opening titles uh, scene. Uh, not even, I guess, not pre opening titles, but you know what I mean, like. The scene on the rooftops. Yeah, that's which was actually, actually shot brilliantly. I loved the fucking cinematography of that. Like where the guy's coming out of the place with his bag of loot, and then you see the reflection of Batman sitting on the thing like a gargoyle before you actually see. See, Batman. I loved, I loved and hated that scene because on the one hand, that that scene, the guy literally coming out of the ba- with a bag of loot was a little bit comic booky, like more in place in like eighty nine Batman. Other than he has absolutely no purpose of being there, other than after the whole thing goes down, he's like. It's because he's gone, right? Yeah, because Superman's gone. That's why all this shit's happening. Yeah. And this is the criminal that's saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and num- and then the secondly, like, Batman just leaves him there on the rooftop. Like, he doesn't even he's take like him. A, yeah, like, okay. he doesn't tie so, him up or call the police or anything. He's just like, uh, the, uh I, you're a criminal, uh, yeah, that's but scene, you were bait, and I'm, I, you're not important anymore. I'm just going to leave. I didn't like that scene at all. Um, I, well, I mean, I liked it okay, but I didn't really like it because I don't, again, it, it, it shifts the tone a little bit in a subtle way that I didn't really, you know, like, I don't know. I, it's one way to open, but I, I guess it's not the worst way they could have gone. Like one of the elements in the link that I had in here about Justice League being my, more micromanaged than we thought is, uh, I guess Whedon wanted that to be a comedic scene. And that would have been absolutely, I think, the wrong fucking move. Um, to have it just be full on comedy, um, because uh, uh, that that just would have been such a uh, a departure right yeah. to open the film. I mean, I think I think what we saw was the Snyder footage of it, for the most part. I mean, yeah, we've we've got the grim, darkest Batman we've seen on screen so far, and for them to just go play him as a, a you know a comedy, almost slapsticky Batman right off the bat would have been, I think, a ridiculous way to go. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm kind of you know that's one element where I, I just I don't think anybody so far involved with this property, with the exception of maybe maybe Gal Gadot and Peggy Pe- uh, Peggy Patty Jenkins, really has any idea what they're doing with these properties right now. So. What? See, okay, and here's another criticism I, I've gotten too, and um, actually a friend of the show, Ryan Bailey. Uh, talked to me about this a little bit and, and his take on it was kind of this is that uh, he feels like Batman gets his ass handed to him a little bit too handily in this and I'm not actually willing to Ooh, accept that because no, I, I will we can fight because yeah. uh, I, I actually really like how they handle Batman here's, in here's, the, here's the thing Batman parts is a complete and total badass but Batman doesn't have superpowers and the only people that you see Batman fight in this movie are fucking parademons Steppenwolf and Superman and he didn't fight Superman spoilers sorry with the intention of beating Superman because he didn't want to fight he was trying to talk talk Clark down the entire time so he didn't come at him with kryptonite or anything else that batman normally would because that that wasn't his end game i mean we're gonna go off on a little tangent here but no i actually like that part like one of my problems with with um having batman in the league in general is that when you look at the foes with which they are fighting like uh it was actually probably one of the more tense scenes in the movie with me when uh clark's going ape shit after they resurrect him um when he just lifts batman up you know by the by the fucking mouth it and, you and could he's just, about to crush his fucking skull you could just feel that like yeah. he doesn't like for Clark, that's nothing. He just went toe to toe with with Wonder Woman, with Cyborg, and just absolutely handled their shit. Even so, the Flash, which like so, I yeah. loved how they handled that. Two, so two things that I really want to say that I like about this, and that is, you hit on one of them already with the fact that Bruce Wayne is is legit nothing to Superman if he doesn't have Kryptonite or something up his sleeve, right? The other thing was the Flash, fastest man alive. No one's ever seen a dude move this fast, and he's 
doing his thing. He's thinking he's going to trick him and come around behind him. And then all of a sudden oh, you see Superman. That was fucking amazing. It was brilliant. And I, I, I loved that they, they took, they borrowed a little bit of what they did with Quicksilver in the X-Men franchise. Mm-hmm. But they changed it just enough to where it's, it's something kind of new and, and different, especially with the lightning and everything else. I, I honestly feel like they treated the flash really, really well. Barry Allen, little differently than than I would have done it yeah but I don't hate it uh but well, the actual flash character I think they, they yeah, did with his powers I, I think they did the right thing anyway but, before I completely lose the thread here yeah um, go ahead so uh yeah anyway so Batman how they portrayed Batman and how they portrayed him in relation to the other characters um <clears throat> Batman still won that fucking fight um, Batman still won that fucking fight because he was smart enough to, to bring know, Lois to bring the big gun. Yeah, yeah. Bring so the big gun. So, and that's the thing with Batman. Like, uh, um, and that's the thing that I really like that, that he portrayed. Nobody, like, if I, I wouldn't stand a chance. I wouldn't, I wouldn't last five fucking seconds with any of these things. Um, so that the way that they show Batman actually holding his own, holding his own here is a feat holding his own here is you know his superpower um that he's actually basically got a plan for all of this and there's something going into all of this uh um is what makes it amazing like well even the penultimate scene uh the big fight scene at at the end like he he is holding his ground yeah uh and he does hold his ground and that's that's the thing and 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 i didn't i couldn't argue with bailey when he talked to me about it because i hadn't seen it yet and so i couldn't really back anything up but at this point you know obviously when i see him at work next time i'm going to talk to him and it's going to be one of those things where i'm just like hey everything you told me about batman and just league you were fucking wrong bro yeah so the thing is they do make him look fragile in relation to the other things but not they make him look fragile physically because he is he's on a team that's that's nothing but gods yeah and so like Having him look fragile phys- physically, I think, is something that's necessary. It's something you have to do. It's something that all the best adaptations, I think, have done so far. That's not what makes Bruce able to stand with the gods. Like, uh, that's not what puts him up there also, in that elevation. Also, one other thing, too, and this is something that both my wife and I have, after much deliberation, come to a consensus on, and that is uh, that Gal Gadot is the most perfect woman on the planet. Agreed. Uh, my wife notwithstanding who cares she's not listening to this but anyway um <laughs> oh my god dude yeah just every second she steals i'm, I'm every pretty second. sure i'm pretty sure if that woman walked into the room right now my wife would go a little acdc and mm, yeah it'd be fine no no problem yeah uh, yeah so yeah she's 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 an amazingly gorgeous woman i can't and believe she, i ever doubted whether or not she'd be a decent wonder woman and, I, and it, we're on record i'm on record I, I can't i can't deny that i ever said these things like yeah it, i'm not donald trump all right i'm not going to say things that get filmed on camera and then turn around and tell you the next minute that i didn't say that like how he's trying to deny the access hollywood tapes are him even though he's already admitted it Yikes! Let's or, not, let's not go the, that bunny or, trail. Or, or the tax returns that he said he was. <laughs> you know, I'm, no, I'm just, I mean, just means I'm just smart. Lies, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, she's frankly gorgeous, and she also maybe it's just because she's like a perfect specimen of a human. Like she's she's like the girl Ryan Reynolds uh, that she just exudes I, charisma. I like, can't. You just can't not look at I her, but you also see, can't look at her for too long because it's like staring into the sun. Well, and it's funny because I look at things like I. You know, I'll look at, like, DVD collections of, like, the 70s Wonder Woman show with Linda Carter, and I'm like, no, that's not Wonder Woman. 
Not anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, she's. I can't see anybody else replacing her as Wonder Woman, and and it's not a pedestal that I put her on lightly because, and it, it's not just because she's extremely sexy and gorgeous. Um, because I also was watching Iron Man two earlier, and even though that's kind of an abysmal movie as a whole, it showcases Robert Downey Jr. in a way that some of the other Marvel movies don't. Um, mm-hmm. as Tony Stark, and I don't. I was telling my wife, I was like, I don't think anybody else can be Tony Stark at this point. Like, I don't know what's going to happen yeah. after like Avengers four. Uh, but, but I hope they I, don't recast because this is not, I have a hard time wondering what they're going to do with that too. Same thing with uh, Wolverine and, and um, um, Hugh Jackman. Like yeah. I can't picture anybody else, especially because he like, when you go back and look at, if you go back and look at like screenshots of the first X-Men movie, it's like, well, fuck dude, fucking anybody could be Wolverine practically. And then you look at him now. It's like, Oh nope, never mind. He just, he turned into Wolverine. Yeah. So yeah. And that, that's one of those things too, where when they first cast him, we're like, well, he's six foot two or three. Like that's the like Wolverine's like five foot three. Yeah. Like the, he's way too big. That's never gonna work. And then like now I see Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine. Like yeah. I he is Logan to me. Yeah. So um yeah, that's another thing that I, I think is a little bit telling too. You know, one of the things that I really liked about Wonder Woman and everything that was shown on screen is that um she's the only fleshed out character. Like, uh, even Superman, no. I think, uh, um, isn't really, fle- even though he's got the most screen time out of the, the DCEU, he's not kind even of. the most fleshed Wonder out. Wonder Woman, I think, is up there with him now at this point because she's been in her solo movie and I guess she was only in like the last 20, yeah. 20 minutes of BBS. But, but. but I'm just saying, like, she had legitimate character growth that you got to see on screen. And so when she's showing that in the movie, it's not jarring in the way that the other movie, the, the other uh, characters are. Right. Um, so that's the thing too. Like every second she's on screen, not only is she just the m- most perfect specimen of a human, um, but. <clears throat> I'm okay with her character too because it's actually the character that actually has shown character growth on screen and everything that she's doing is consistent with what we've seen so far. And that's another thing that's sort of jarring. Like it's a good thing, but it also kind of takes me out of the film a little bit because everything else is so broken in terms of character development that it's like, well, I I guess I'm, you know, it's just just incongruous. One of the things that kind of bothered me about the movie and not even the movie, just one particular part of it was when uh, Batman essentially like calls her out about her relationship with Steve Trevor. Yeah. And then like later on, he's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Like that's not the kind of mistake Batman makes. Batman doesn't get heated to the point where he just says random shit for no reason. Well, no, there was a small scene in there where he was like, no, I was trying to draw her out because she needs to take a leadership role. Oh, Um, I might've, that might've been when I had to pee. Yeah, I did have to w- get up and pee. It was a, it was a, um, it wasn't a mistake. Is the short of it, or at least I, okay. I don't come, I don't think it came across that way. Like again, Batman is cold calculating. It okay. was exactly like this is another thing that. So I'm more th- forgiving now because I did. I, I mean, I, I I literally left the auditorium for like three minutes. I, while I, I went wish pissed, this so. is another thing that I wish they would have done a movie or two in between this and the actual league proper because they this could have been developed into literally the best Batman we've seen on screen so I, far. I would have in loved. a way that would be totally fluid and and great, but um, I would have loved to have seen a batman wonder woman team-up movie between bbs and justice league i don't know there's a lot of things they could have done in between that would have made a lot of more of this make sense uh uh, you know even given the fact that 
you know, it, you can't really retcon BVS out of there uh, or forget no, that it is- exists. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of things in that movie they could have done that better have set this up. And uh, there's a lot of things that they could have done in between that movie and this movie that would have made all of this stuff a lot more believable and a lot easier to swallow. Um, My so- thing is, I don't, I don't fault Justice League for any of this. What I fault is Warner Brothers for being too ambitious because they didn't want. They, and they said this from the, from the beginning. They didn't want to follow the Marvel mold and get, and do six films before they got to the big team up. They wanted to do only a couple and then do the team up. And yeah, that's too ambitious to me. Cause, cause the thing is, is the audience anyway, though. Well, like, they didn't want to fo- follow the Marvel mold, but this is the best Marvel movie that DC's made so far. So, yeah. um, the, that's the thing is, is they, for whatever reason, they looked at what Marvel did and decided that they wanted to do their own thing, even though Marvel proved their formula worked. So that's, that's kind of my big bitch with it. I is, don't, I, and I don't if even it broke, them, don't fix it. They they can go a different direction. There's there's plenty they of different have, directions. But they, instead, they, they did gone. Suicide Squad. They could have, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they could have even um, gone with a darker universe and sort of a more adult universe than because that that's the thing about Marvel. Marvel is a straight up comic book. Like the the whole thing, and it's even getting more so. Like more, even more, it's becoming like a straight up comic book. Well, you know, even and, the ridiculous stuff is making it in there. And, and, and the thing is, is is I say that, but I didn't hate Suicide Squad because I thought number one, I thought uh, Will Smith was excellent as Floyd Lawton, mm-hmm. even though I thought he was not gonna be. What are we, some kind of Suicide Squad? Yeah. I, <laughs> I I still won't ever be able to forget that line. No, and I base my entire judgment of that character though on that one line and and it's misleading but we also got margot robbie as harley quinn which i thought was fucking brilliant too um but then we also got jared leto as joker and whatever but well it's i don't know it, they, they they just they don't know whether they should or wind their watch sometimes it's it's incredible to me how when you allow executives of a studio to control things how fucked up things can get. Well, I honestly think it's like a genius sitting in the room and a guy who's, uh, you know, like Forrest Gump level intelligence. Cause like the genius is like, we should get Affleck to play Batman. Yes, do it. Sign him up right now. And then another guy's like, uh, I think I like, uh, to have, um, uh, Jared Leto. No, no, not, not, I'm not even going to give him that one. Cause Jared Leto as Joker could work, but, uh, what the fucking social network guy, get the social network guy, get that guy, get that guy. Uh, and they go get him. And it turns out it's shit because it was a shitty idea to begin with. It was never a good idea. Never once. Not was it a good idea at any point. Um, um, yeah, I think we, we should do Dark Knight Returns. Whatever show actually have nothing against the mentally handicapped. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is one of those insensitive views I was talking about earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, it's like the, the, the brilliant guy is like, hey, you know what would be good? We should do Dark Knight Returns Batman. Uh, what if we showed a brutal dark Batman? What if we made the Dark, Mat- dark Knight Returns Batman look like like positively weak? And, and Okay, yeah, great, do that. That's awesome. That sounds great. And then what if we made Batman, uh, the beacon of hope and light and truth in the DC universe, uh, be a whiny little bitch all the time? Uh, ooh, nope, not not a good idea. Superman, you mean? Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Superman. So, um, here... So it, it's just such an incongruent, like a weird mix of of just brilliant things that should work really well and just terrible well, ideas that they and, should have gotten shot down. And that's the thing is with Justice League they tried to correct that, but it was it was it was too much of a full stop one eighty, um, yeah, too quickly. Uh, and that's I mean that is what it is. But my my contention with this movie is if Justice League had been 
what where BVS was in the timeline, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. Um, because there'd be a couple other movies that would have come out and been brilliant and we'd be fine. Um, I, I fully believe that Warner Brothers slash DC has the capability of making a brilliant movie. We saw Wonder Woman and it was for the most part brilliant. Uh, there's a flaw or two in it, but I can't, there's, there's few movies out there to me that are perfect. So, uh, I, I'm not going to be too judgy about that. Uh, so here's, here's the other thing too that I was going to say about Batman. Um, fuck, I lost it. I'll come, it'll come back. All right. Go. Um, yeah, I don't trust DC at this point. I don't trust Warner Brothers, especially. Um, Justice League, I think, is taken on its own without any of the previous context. I think it is mostly an okay movie. Um, it, it's the context that ruins it. And unfortunately, there's no undoing that. There's no going back and making a coherent universe. There's no going back and, and developing these characters the right way. Um and that that kind of sucks because Justice League, I think, it, without that coloration, I think if Justice League was your first foray, let's just say you're one of those people that are just like, oh, that's a Superman movie. I don't, I don't usually go see those, but I'm going to go check that out. Um, if you went into that and, and you didn't know anything about the previous, you probably would enjoy Justice League. It might, um, might, that, I was just going to say, it, to the casual fan who's never seen any of these movies before, um, just watch Wonder Woman and then watch this movie and you'll be fine. Yeah, I think that's fine. If you could somehow forget all of the other movies leading up to it, you probably would be mostly cool. And that's, I think. I mean, here's the deal. That's, I this think. This movie is good for one thing. Who knew that Superman's suit was blue? I know, right? <laughs> um, I, I assume that, like, Whedon got there and he's just, like, looking at Zack's monitor and he's, like, checking it out and he's, like, holy fuck. He's. he's- thumping it like <laughs> he, he, he like thumps it and the color pops back on the screen and he's like that's why he turned that shit down the whole time uh yeah so um yeah superman has a blue suit that's nice um yeah anyway i don't know there's 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 other parts of this movie that i just i have to talk i have to talk briefly well, there's two interesting things here. Number one is one of the most jarring parts of the movie to me is that uh, Henry Cavill notoriously was shooting uh, Man- Mission Impossible 6 at the time that um, Justice League was doing a lot of the reshoots. Um, he had to grow a mustache for the role. Um, and the studio said absolutely in no way, shape, or form can he shave that mustache for the yeah. reshoots. So WB slash Whedon, whoever the fuck, says, okay, it's fine. We'll just CG it out. Holy fuck sticks, man. Was that a bad idea? They'd try to CG it out and it just, it's, it's so uncanny valley. It's, it's not even uncanny, uncanny valley because it's just, just like immediate jarringly bad. Here's, CG. here's my thing. I don't think it would have been terrible if it wasn't for the fact that they literally reshot every fucking scene that he was in. Yeah, so that's the other thing I read when I saw this was that um, those reshoots, like, oh, well, they're going to add a scene here and there, and there's going to be a little bit. No, literally, like, every scene Superman's on screen, you can tell because you can see that fucking horrible, shitty, stupid CG work, you know, trying to shop that mustache out. Um, who's who's running the VFX over there? I, I mean, I just, that's the thing. I was I was always nervous but, that this was going to look like shit. I know shit a because, dude a mile down the road that could have done better. No, 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 no. I, I'm not even going to go that far. That's the thing that's always made me nervous about doing this is that it is incredibly, 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 incredibly difficult to make a, a human face in movement convincing and not get into Uncanny Valley territory. I'm assuming you are familiar with the Uncanny yeah, yeah. Valley. Okay, so um, 
it's incredibly difficult to do that and it was almost certain to not look good um here's the thing this though. doesn't look good though you look this at things like rogue bad. one um, you look at things like rogue one where they had a completely cg fucking grandma of tarkin and really the only thing that gave it away was his teeth and his eyes so it, no that, that uh, that's still uncanny valley the uncanny valley that the problem here is that we're not even in the uncanny valley yet it's just bad like it just looks bad the entire time it's on the screen it just literally looks like uh one of those old skits on saturday night live or something like that where they or, or mad it's, tv it's, where they cut his mouth conan. out it's on conan where they just have the, the oh, other people's it, yes, mouth move yes that's exactly it it's on conan it's that skit exactly it looks like that like at first i was like holy fuck am i watching the real movie right now um because it's so bad it is so bad now the other disappointing thing about this is that the only scenes with superman in them practically are the reshoots like there's there's one or two yeah. scenes at most where it's not a reshot scene uh with that fucking shitty cg no stash um so i don't know what to do with that, that like that's telling because obviously snyder's division of the original film um was a vastly different version um um if if that's the case because you know they literally had nothing but reshoots in the film for superman i guess that's kind of a uh good and telling thing that at least whedon's like oh yeah do you, why, what the fuck are you doing with superman we have to reshoot all this because this is not who superman is um so i guess that's a that's a positive thing that comes out of it the bad thing though is that to get that you have to literally just kind of close your eyes and listen because it's so distracting to me how bad that was yeah okay so here's uh, a couple standouts for me. Uh, Ray Fisher's uh, Cyborg. Liked him, actually. I really, really liked, Cyborg. I really liked him as Cyborg. I was not happy with the suit. And then, uh, spoilers, again, they correct that at the end. Like, I, they, they he becomes a more traditional Cyborg at, at the end. He kind of yeah. figures out how to work his own shit. Um, I like that. Um, I actually saw that as a little bit of an homage because they've done a, they've done that in previous uh, things like where Dude. Cyborg isn't fully in control. Wolfman, Wolfman, I think has been so happy with a, a several different things from this movie, and we'll we'll talk about the big bad at at uh, post credit stuff at the at the end. Yeah, uh, but uh, Jason Momoa, my wife was a little uh, sad that he actually put more clothes on. As the movie progressed, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of was too. When the first time they show him on screen with no shirt, I was just like, "Holy fuck, man!" That I mean, like, I'm not gay. Momoa is a specimen of a man. Yeah, Um, yeah. Between that, like, I don't. I I guess it's a gay podcast now, but between that and the scene where uh, Cavill first wakes up and and he's like out fighting the league, did you like the Tom Selleck chest hair? Jesus Christ! (laughs) Jesus Christ! (laughs) Did Um, you did you notice throughout the rest of it? He had a Superman suit on and the fucking chest hairs poking out over the top. Oh no, I did not. That was hilarious to me. I did not notice that at all. I'm gonna have I was to like on rewatch. I'm gonna look for that now, dude. I was like, they might as well have just put a fucking Hawaiian shirt on and a Detroit Tigers cap. <laughs> I'm just Le- just left the mustache. I'm and just put saying on the- between Momoa and Cavill, um, it, like Gal Gadot had a hard time keeping up as prettiest person on the set. Um, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, the wife, the wife was seriously pissed that, that, like, halfway through the movie, all of a sudden, Aquaman has full body, body armor. There's like, no, he should, he can fight topless. Like, it's no big deal. He was a fun character, though, right? He was, and that that was another thing that, like, a little disappointing. I hope that um, through 
I don't know. So BVS did, you know, like I had the same kind of complaint. It's like, oh, well, Wonder Woman was in this movie for precisely three seconds. Um, and then, of course, she's got, had the best run, the best movie of the DCEU so far. So I'm hoping we're going to see something similar with Aquaman. I hope I hope that he gets his own solo movie or when his solo movie comes I'm out. I'm already intrigued the- about the story of uh, Mira. Yeah. Because she's in Justice League. Yeah, briefly. Uh, briefly. Uh, well, she has actually actual dialogue in it, even, uh, yeah. which I was kind of amazed by. And it seems like he's not been at Atlantis at all this entire time that he's been alive. This is the first time that he's actually shown up. Not quite. I think he's been there um, because he has some knowledge of it, but I d- he definitely doesn't hang out there. Right. Like, like, he's not expected to have shown up during that time and whatnot. And so he yeah. has some weird dialogue. Now, in the comic books, she's from Zebel. Which is not uh, a, a people that is friendly with the Atlanteans. Yeah. Uh, but in this, it appears that she's been taken in by Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, it, specifically it, Arthur's mom. I, I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. Like, I think, I think, um, that actually may be an, a good laying of a seed there because, yeah. um, while Aquaman was a little 1D in this movie, um, it's uh it's something that I think they can build off of in the the next film. One of the one of the best comedic scenes in the whole thing, though, is when when he's <laughs> talking about getting ready to go to battle, and then like <laughs> Batman's like uh kind of giving him the nod, and he realizes that Wonder Woman's lassoed him, and he's doing nothing but telling. He, the he truth. didn't even lasso him. I think he just like sat on the lasso or something like that. Something. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like uh to be honest, I'm a little bit of a loner, always kind of strapped between two and, worlds. And I'm I not don't really sure where to go with this. And holy God, are you the prettiest thing that's ever been? Uh, how's it gone? And then, <laughs> and I don't want to die. I don't want to die at all. And then Batman's like, uh, dude, dude, like, you know, like the, you got something on your face sort of yeah. movement. Yeah. Yeah. Like your flies open. That, <laughs> that was, that was, uh, I don't know. That, that scene maybe was, she laughed at his dick. Maybe that's what it was. That was a little bit of a jarring scene on, on the other hand, though. It was legitimately funny. Uh, yeah. I legitimately laughed at that. So, um, and, and I did have fun basically every time Barry Allen, was was on scene uh he i i liked him i didn't want to because i'm such a huge fan of grant i am and i and, can't and, even get and, over it like well like, here's the thing like ever since we we did that we we put the clip of the video of him talking about the flash where he was literally fucking high out of his gourd yeah he and was i kind of baked than anything you ate over thanksgiving dude i didn't want to like him at all and then he's in this and i'm like you know that's the sign of a customer professional because I know this dude was fucking loaded every day after after shooting. <laughs> it's it's reasonably likely. Um, yeah, no, I I liked all of those scenes. Um, we talked about this a little bit before. Um, it's not exactly the right portrayal of Barry Allen. It's a little bit of a caricature, but it's not a bad. It's not a bad way to go. I think. Um, it's it's not. You know, in the way that I think that the way that they went with Superman was mostly wrong. Uh, this isn't mostly wrong. It's a little wrong, uh, but it, but it's wrong in the right direction. I don't know if that made any sense, but I, I was okay with it. I know where I was going to go with the Batman discussion earlier, too. Okay. Jumping back to 20 minutes ago. They laid down a timeline for us. Like, we know that he's been Batman for 20 years now. Oh, yeah. That, and, that was cool. And I appreciated that, that, that they did that. Because even, like, in BVS, I don't, I'm not sure everybody... Um, that watched that movie was fully on board with they're like well what do you mean like how long has he been doing this like i i don't think a lot of people kind of grasp that he's a dude mm-hmm. he does not have superpowers he's legit just batman just a dude dresses bat as aquaman likes to, <laughs> likes, to, likes to talk about a lot yeah um 
and he's been at he's been grinding that for twenty years, and he's seen some shit in that twenty years. Uh, so I, I I think that maybe people that didn't understand that in BVS might not have understood why he was so fucking fucked up in BVS. And if yeah. they laid that out at the beginning of BVS that he's been doing it for twenty years, rather than just kind of assumed people would get it. I hope that we're going to um, see some follow-up in this because I think there's still going to be a Batman movie in the works, which uh, we'll talk about that, I guess, if we get to the stinger. Um, But I think that we're going to find, too, that he's really relatively recently lost a Robin, too. Like, in that 20 years that he's he's been Batman, I think he probably lost a Robin in the last five, and that's what's really fucked him up. Um, So I I hope that we get some backstory there because I think that that has a lot of potential to explain away some of that. Uh, and, And really, it'll make... It'll make both movies better in uh, hindsight, in retrospect. Um, so I, I hope that they did do that I too. tell you what I'm a little irritated about? I, I mean, yeah. Leading up to this movie, we were told that there was going to be a Green Lantern in it. It wouldn't be the Green Lantern that we were expecting, but there would be a Green Lantern. And, okay, there Technically was. Technically true. There was. But it was such a fucking shit-ass fucking slap in the face for a Green Lantern scene to me. Like, I... I was kind of hoping that there would be one that showed up at the end, um, whether it was, you know, Guy Gardner or Jon Stewart or even Kyle Rayner. You know what I mean? Like that showed up to kind of help them rein in the big bat at the end. And instead of what we got is like a, a, a flashback scene of a Green Lantern getting his ass handed to him by Honestly, Steppenwolf. I forgot about that. So I was a little like, I was a little like, holy shit, they're acknowledging the fact that Green Lantern exists because I was a little pissed off that they're having it a was, Justice it was League movie super apparent. Like they, they put one in the, in the, uh, the, opening the title thing. screen. Yeah. yeah. And that was the other thing. I was like, oh yeah, you're going to go ahead and put a Green Lantern in the title Like it was screen. really prominent. Give me my fucking Green Lantern right now. Yeah. Uh, you you haven't earned that shit. I want my Green Lantern right fucking now. Um, so yeah, when they did the flashback scene, I was a little bit like, oh yeah, the, okay, they're really acknowledging there's a Green Lantern. Hopefully, we're setting up a, a universe now where we can have a good Green Lantern movie. Um, let's do that, please. Um, so yeah, I was I was uh a little I wasn't really disappointed by that scene because I didn't really remember that, and even still, I would I wouldn't have expected a lot from that because I think that they're still gonna let some time distance before they really go after Green Lantern My- again. My kind of thought was that either he shows up to help him battle Steppenwolf at the end, or like you don't even get that, but like, but they tease Darkseid, and then he shows up and he's like, uh, this isn't over, guys. Yeah. And I, I, even if he just has like a, a shitty fucking one I definitely one-liner. wasn't figuring he'd show up at the end because what I figured would happen, um, I'm actually surprised Superman came as early in the movie as he did because I wasn't expecting to see Superman in the movie as early as it was. I was expecting he wouldn't show up really till most of the end. Like Even third then act. his screen time was pretty limited. Yeah. Well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, I think he took up a sizable part. Like he came, you know, early second act, I think. Um, but I wasn't expecting to see him towards the, the third act at least. He was and it was, second act. I, I was mostly thinking that or if he that, was the second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they, how the acts are really mostly, mostly one. I think he was second act. Um, or he was certainly the, the MacGuffin of the second act, you know, resurrect Superman, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I wasn't really expecting going into the movie that we would see Superman until the third act. And I thought he was going to be like the, the, the league is down. They're getting their asses handed to him. Um, let's, let's bring in Superman to help save the day. All right. It really kind of blew my mind that Batman was the one that was like, Hey, maybe we should resurrect him. Yeah, that too. 
That was a little strange to me because Batman's normally not that guy. How did they do Resurrection for Superman after um, the the original? Uh, it was the Eradicator. Uh, the Eradicator uh, put him in the amniotic chamber in one of the battle suits. Okay, so it's and not an insane way that they did it then. No, um, and then, well, it, it was because here's the thing. Superman had been dead for presumably, what was it, six months more? Mm. You know, he hasn't had any direct contact with the sun in that amount of, in that amount of time. Um, so when Superman was resurrected in the comic books, the Eradicator basically channeled everything that he had in him energy-wise into solar energy and just powered it right into Clark. Yeah, they kind of skipped that part in this movie, which is kind of sad because in the original Man of Steel, I think, no, in Batman vs Superman, that was actually a scene I liked um, when he flies off with Darkseid in outer space and he gets nuked. It kind of shows that. Oh, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was. I don't know why I confuse those two. Um, but when he flies off with Doomsday, he you know gets nuked, and they, they have that scene where it shows him like regenerating. And I kind of expected that was what was gonna when we pulled that out. I I expected to see like an emaciated Clark. No, I didn't because uh, because. Uh, Bruce definitely yeah, made a statement about re- how that's how the only reason I didn't. It was like, like well, you you know, when, what if you're stronger than a than, than than a planet and your cells never gen- degenerate and blah blah blah. So. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the only reason I was like, oh, he's gonna be he's gonna be completely whole, and yeah. intact. But it just th- it was another piece though that didn't quite make I, sense. I I would me. like to know. I wonder if Zach ever shot anything with a black super suit because we definitely saw things on the internet that alluded to the fact that that we were going to see the black suit at some point and then that just never came to fruition either i'm i'm actually now that you mentioned it, i'm really disappointed because i kept hoping to see the black suit like um and now that you mentioned that there were definitely something shot with the black suit uh or at least teasers i remember that that was one of the earliest teasers was showing the 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 black the black s i think i i would have loved nothing more than for Henry Cavill to have come out of that with Sporting a black a suit and a mullet. Yeah. Yeah. They could have kept the mustache at that point. Yeah. It been, like, been fun. Hey, guys. I just got resurrected down in Alabama. Yep. Y'all got any Skinnered? <laughs> Play Freebird, goddammit. <laughs> Steppenwolf? I never liked Steppenwolf. Play fucking Freebird. I'm just saying, you resurrect Superman, you play Skinnered. <laughs> Somebody go get me a natty ice. Sorry, I uh, my family's from Southern Oregon, so I I can slip into the NASCAR <laughs> fucking anytime I want to. All right, um, let's close out because we still got a whole fucking lot of Punisher to talk about. Y'all kids ready for supper? No. <laughs> Anyhow, um, okay, yeah. So uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, for me, Justice League is a six out of ten. There are some faults with the movie even if you stand it on its own but the big big fault here for me mostly as a fan is that um there's not enough uh there's a whole lot of stuff in the movie that's unearned and that makes it fall flat a little bit for me so i i will give you that but i will also say that the thing that you and i have specifically called the previous installments out on was just being too fucking flat and dull and gray um and they Definitely did not give us that. Uh, so, um, now, I, you know, that's it, fair. But but again, it, it's just such a dramatic shift from movie to movie um, that, that that's what ma- it makes me feel like I'm watching a different franchise. Well, yeah, no, don't get me wrong, because I'm guilty because I've been like, oh, well, it's too dark. Superman's suit shouldn't be gray. Superman's supposed to be bright and shiny and blue and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden we got bright and shiny and we're like, what the fuck? 
it, it's not even it, just it's not just Superman, but like it feels to me like um hey guys, uh so I know we just did the BVS thing, but what I want you to do is um so you're still going to get the same costumes, you're still going to be the same people. Uh we're going to use a little bit of the backstory from that, but what I want you to do is play these characters entirely different. So I know it, how you were playing it before. Play it play it like this instead. It legitimately and and going from the dark to light thing. Okay, so it's like we're living as mole people for the last fucking several years and then all of a sudden you turn the lights on and we just had to adjust yeah and it's like you don't get a chance to adjust it hurts your eyes a little bit and that that i i guess that's a apt apt or ample metaphor for how i feel about the movie overall um there there's some other things that of course that bothered me about the movie there's some you know there there is some weakness in the writing there is some weakness in the plot and dialogue uh the, the this the fucking cg in places is just horrible you get you and get you get that shit reading comic books on a semi-regular basis though so i mean it's it's yeah I'm, we didn't I'm not spend, gonna hold it against you we didn't spend any time on this but steppenwolf is a as the um, big bad was pretty flat and pretty one dimensional. And I, I'm not going to discredit that too much because that's also been a criticism we've leveled at Marvel time after time, after my, time, after my time. My huge problem with Steppenwolf is that he's a foot soldier for a much bigger enemy. Yeah. And they only alluded to that in one fucking shitty line of dialogue delivered by Steppenwolf because yeah. he said for dark side for the mother. Yeah. And that's it. So, um, I don't we, know. That, we know Darkseid's coming. Yeah. Now, maybe what, what I hope will happen <laughs> is they do somewhat like Marvel and they spend a couple of movies building up to that. And then when we get a, a Justice League 2, if a Justice League 2 is going to happen, it show feels. Us, show us a stinger in at the end of Aquaman or at the end of fucking Wonder Woman 2. Because we know those two movies are, are for sure happening. Yeah. Like. If they spend the next few movies building up to a Justice League two, where they lead to a Dark Side, uh, uh, and they you know earn that, they make it feel good. Like that would be even better because now having Steppenwolf uh, be the big bad in the Justice League movie and being like a, a somewhat of a challenge for the league, and um, it's going to make Dark Side feel like an even bigger, badder threat. Um, so what? do that, but you know, I just I have a hard time seeing how they're going to do that because DC so far that's been their Achilles heel is actually building a universe. One more thing, one more thing we should talk about with Justice League Two is uh, we did see the Hall of Justice, like the birth of it. Uh, yep, and which didn't it look like Wayne Manor? Like I think he's like redoing. It looked a like room. the mausoleum at Wayne Manor. To be yeah, fair. honestly, I think he's like redoing but, a, a room of Wayne Manor. Like, but it 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 was cool just in that. Uh, uh, Gall opened up the door for Green Lantern because he was like, oh, uh, yeah, big table, six chairs. And she's like, but room for more, you know? Yeah. So we see that. Um, that could be Green Lantern. That could be Green Arrow. That could be, you know, a number of people that have joined the, the Justice League. Of I, I, and I honestly think would be we, excellent. we have as much idea about that as WB does because I think literally they, they're not really sure where they're going to go with Warner this. Brothers, uh, Jeff Johns specifically, uh, Eddie and I will come and we will direct. Uh, we'll co-write the next installment it's fine we'll do it yep i'm on board i mean we can't do any worse uh, i can't afford travel so you'll have to pay for my travel to los angeles um and wherever else we're gonna shoot and we're gonna need beer that's yeah that, i mean that's our cost we work cheap and for beer so it's fine uh my original asking price was that i also uh got a shot with ben affleck's hookers before he killed them uh but i don't <laughs> know that he's gonna be in any more of these movies so uh, i'll just do it for beer and travel expenses that's tasteless and crass and totally on brand for whatever show yeah. um so let's let's close out the show let's talk punisher we um, can't do that yet 
okay. because we didn't address either Stinger from Justice League, and we do have to talk about those if uh, even if they're just briefly. Sure. Uh, number one, one of the absolute coolest th- scenes in cinema to date uh, was the first Stinger from Justice League, and that is we got to see the onset of the race between the Flash and Superman. Yeah, I like how they did that. It was a little old school because um, there's been a couple of times that Barry's raced uh, Clark, and uh, there's two notable ones that come to mind. One is very, very much like the Stinger. The other is from Flash Rebirth, and that's where um, Flash and and Superman. This is actually, I think, my favorite scene of this race because it it highlights just exactly how how fast the Flash is. Um, but uh, Barry and Clark are racing, and um, Superman saying, oh, come on, you're not that fast. I've even beat you a couple times. And he says, you know, they're already moving at super speed. And, 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 uh, Barry goes, those were for charity, Clark. And then just takes off at, at a rate that's just so ridiculously faster than Superman. Um, that, that, you know, and when they're already traveling at super speed, it's, it's great. So they've, that's a great scene. That's not they've what they alluded did, to it in Smallville as well with yeah. the, the flash character that they had in that, which was Bart. They actually yeah. just went with Bart in that one. Um, the original idea, though, I think was in the 80s when they did it in the comic books, and it was actually the Race for Hunger when they did it. That's what I was thinking of, for sure. and I think that that is a similar, like, I don't think we really get a solution to that either. I think it's just like a, they set the, they set it up. And- I, I think neither one of them wins, and it's because they want to make sure that they raise an equal amount of proceeds for, for hunger from either side and whatnot. Yeah, uh, so but- I, I couldn't, uh, like, I really like that scene. It was Ultimately, really- the Flash is always going to win that battle. I, I don't care how fast Superman is. Like speed is the one thing that Baryon does. Yeah. If they don't, it's like Superman is like, you got to give him something that's bigger than anything else. And I think his, his strength and his invulnerability is something that's going to be unique to uh, Clark. Um, Cause obviously Wonder Woman's super strong, but that's not really her shtick either. She's a warrior. She's a fighter. Um, that's what makes her, you know, as far I, as strength goes. I will say that this is actually the first movie um, that we've seen Superman come in and just absolutely slap the piss out of the big bad in this one. Oh, yeah. Like, like, they had to make up a reason for Superman to leave in order for Steppenwolf to almost get the upper hand again, only for Superman to come back and be like, um, no, slap, 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 slap. <laughs> it was a little, um, I kind of liked it be- as a return for Superman because it was a little like he wasn't, like, he was just stretching. Like, Superman is OP. And he that's, wasn't that's, even breaking a sweat. He was just people, stretching. People always get pissed off in the comics because, oh, well, Superman's just overpowered. Superman, uh, blah, 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 blah. That, but that's that's kind of the thing with Superman is he is OP. Yeah. Like, that's his role in everything. And we just watched him get his ass kicked by, by Doomsday and die to yep. defeat him. Steppenwolf's not Doomsday. No. And it was very important for Superman to come back and point that out. <laughs> the, the, the other thing that I really like, too, is, like, when we get – if we get to a dark side movie – um, which obviously they're setting that up. Um, but if we get to a dark side movie, it's going to make it that much more, uh, uh, when, you know, uh, Superman's getting handled by dark side. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Second stinger. Um, and then we'll wrap it up on justice league. I promise. Uh, cause I know we're long already, but there's no crying in the justice league. No wrong franchise. There's uh, no, no we need a league baseball? of our own. Well, league of their own. That's right. Uh, in the, the second singer of the movie, uh, Gina Davis comes back and saves the day for real. No, nope, not Gina Davis. It was Jesse Eisenberg. I'd rather have Gina Davis. Uh, yeah, me too. But Don't we get did, me wrong, I like Eisenberg, but fucking his Lex is terrible. But we did get Joe Manginello. 
We did. Looking slate as fuck, man. Dude. Wolfman posted a picture of him today on Facebook, which is why I texted you this morning. I was like, don't look. Don't yeah. look. Yeah. Uh, he looks fucking dope. And I don't use that phrase ever, but. I'm just going to say, as much as I can't really take a lot from Manny Bennett, um, this is the slate straight out of the comic books. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's Manginello, And he's fucking huge. He, yes. But I loved it because my favorite thing was you didn't see him full on. Like from a from a distance, you saw him from the from the back at first, and I was like, "That's Deathstroke." Yep. Like, <laughs> oh, I, was, I saw it as soon as I saw the yeah. the katanas. I was like, "Deathstroke." Yeah, Deathstroke I, was, I was looking at my wife, and I'm like, "It's Slade Wilson." That's what Deathstroke. I wasn't sure as soon as I saw the swords, though, I wasn't sure if we were gonna like actually gonna get a reveal here. Here's my thing: if I were directing this or producing, this is what I would have done. Slade Wilson. Kills Jesse Eisenberg and builds his own League of Supervillains or whatever they're called. Yeah, I think that's just fan service to the whatever show, though, because or, as much as I'd like to see Jesse Eisenberg's Lex die, they can't I really kill Lex. And, and that's the thing. Well, here's the thing. You kill the character on screen only to find out that that wasn't really Lex Luthor. Oh, that would be great. His father returns or something like that. And it's Gene Michael Hackman. Rosenbaum. No, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rosenbaum is he old enough to be Eisenberg's dad? Sure, yeah, no, not 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 his dad, but he's definitely older. Yeah, I know he's definitely older, but the other thing too with Rosenbaum is that he looks. You don't know how old Lex is. is. You don't know. I know. You I'm just know. saying. Okay. Anyway, I'm just saying anybody. This this was both one of my favorite fan service moments, but also one of the cringiest parts. That because- was that was because uh, here's the thing. I saw Slade Wilson. I was like, oh my god, it's Slade, and then it's Lex Luthor. Because he's not in the prison cell. And I was like, I looked at my wife and I'm like, I can't believe I sat through the whole credits to see that fucking Lex Luthor. <laughs> like, like they made me sit through the entire credits to see so, the person who was cut out of every other scene of the film. Okay. One of the other things I want to ask though, too, the guy that was laughing in the cell instead, what do you think about that? Just some dude. You we'll don't never think see that's it again. A joke or not? No. I don't. Because uh, I, th- I thought that that was like a laughing, you know, like a, a, a little bit of a joke. I think not. I think with Warner Brothers in charge, that that scene will never be revisited. Nothing will ever come of it. Okay, fair. <laughs> it, was, it was what it was. Let's talk about Frank Castle. Frank. Yeah. Um, so, I got to say, before we get into this show proper, uh, my son runs around making the exact same noise that uh, Frank slash John Bernthal makes when he gets really, <gasps> yeah, when he gets really into Punisher mode. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're doing covert ops that you shouldn't be screeching like um, that. And, he- and here's the other thing. You want a good drinking game? Mm. I you, always do. You take a shot every time Frank Castle uses the phrase, you know. Ooh, good point. Yeah. He says that a lot. It comes up a lot, yeah. It's not out of place, don't get me wrong. I think it's one of those things that uh that Bernthal has kind of worked into the character uh in his dialogue, but uh I definitely noticed that the the phrase, you know, comes yeah. up an awful lot. And and yeah. I haven't read enough Punisher comics to know if that's actually like an homage. A tick, yeah. Uh but um all right. So I'm going to start out with a rant against Rotten Tomatoes uh and we'll kind of build off of that. Uh, here's my bitch. I watched The Punisher this last week. Eddie just finished it today, as a matter of fact. Um, 
big day for you. You finished the Punisher and you watched Justice League in one day. Uh, I finished Punisher yesterday. Oh, maybe it was yesterday. Yeah. Sorry. Close enough. Again, five day weekend. My days are just kind of blending together <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it is a little weird, uh, to me that the Rotten Tomatoes score for the Punisher is 61%. Audience score is like 94 yeah, so I'm a lot closer to 94 than I am to 61. Here's here's what I was, what I was telling Eddie, uh, and he doesn't wholeheartedly agree, but he understands where I'm coming from. Rotten Tomatoes is one of those things that seems to be gaining more and more leverage uh, with the audience in general. I honestly don't feel like they should lead with the critic score. I think their overall score should be the audience score because it's a larger sample size, and it seems to me a little bit more representative of what the film is. Number one, uh, Justice League has a Rotten Tomatoes score that's much lower than what I would have given it. Um, I probably would have been somewhere between what critics and the audience have given it. Um, even with B- uh, a film like BVS, I don't wholeheartedly agree with the percentage that BVS has. Um, I, I honestly feel like the audience score is probably more important because it's actually representative of, of average movie-going people who have watched the movie and felt like uh, actually logging in and, and rating it and giving it a score. Uh, and that's my problem because the Punisher, uh, Eddie and I have both actually been texting back and forth about this over the last couple of weeks. He and I, I think are in, in agreement where we feel like it, it is the top tier of anything that we've gotten from the Marvel Netflix uh, offerings at this point. And we both absolutely loved daredevil seasons one and two, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. So my thing with uh, the ratings thing is that um, I I don't want to weight the audience score too much because there's two things with the audience score that skew everything. Number one is a little thing called buyer's remorse in that um, people who pay money for things are less likely to say, oh yeah, I totally got fleeced and I paid money for this bullshit. Um, that's a thing that happens all the time. It's one of the reasons why you get people who are so vehemently Android versus iOS or Windows versus Mac or blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> Those people are stupid. You paid money oh. for a thing. Uh, I mean, it's a well-documented phenomenon. You can go Google it, Google it and check out the Wikipedia for it. Um, so there's that thing. Um, I, I'm assuming a lot of reviewers don't have to pay money for their thing. They they just review a lot of movies. They have to watch it and judge the film based on its merits, not whether or not they have any you know skin in the game in that even that you know they yeah, paid their here's 13 the dollars or whatever to watch the IMAX version or something. That's the thing is it's the movie ticket. It's it's anywhere between fucking six and thirteen dollars. Okay, so that's only thing one. Thing two is I don't trust the masses because and this is going to be the most pretentious thing I've said on the whatever show. The masses are legitimately dumb in a lot of cases. The most popular show in America <laughs> never usually aligns with what I consider the best show that's on TV right now. Um, there, well, you don't watch. Fucking uh, Big Bang Theory. That's one. what I'm saying. Like, so Big Bang Theory is probably one of the most high, highly rated shows in America. I don't know if the critic score aligns with it or not, but it's certainly one of the things that are is popular amongst the masses. You know, things like uh, um, America's Got Talent and uh, the, you know dr- the 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 dress making show, whatever. Those, I want to tell you be- right now, America doesn't have talent <laughs> well they, they do but i don't want to watch a show about i don't want to watch a judgy show about it um so anyway there's there's 
that aspect of things. So I don't necessarily trust the audience score because the, the audience is implicitly going to be biased towards the thing they had to pay money to go to. Um, in the same way that you can go back and listen to previous episodes. I was a lot hotter on BVS just coming out of the movie and uh, having seen it and having paid for it and having enjoyed that theater experience versus I think the critics who um, got to screen the movie, take some time, digest it, uh, and then write a review about it. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at now. So Justice League, I, I, you know, like, I take this a lot more seriously and i don't think my opinion is going to change much i don't think I we're going to get six months out and i'm going to say all of a sudden it's a two out of ten or a ten out of ten here here's the thing i talk a lot of shit about bbs right mm. but then i watch it and i'm like you know what i don't hate this no i i see that that's the problem i haven't rewatched it very often because every time i rewatch it i find more flaws i i don't and that's the thing it, and number it's, one it's it kind of a guilty pleasure it, it that, helps that we can only watch the ultimate edition, which has more footage than what we saw in the theater. Yeah. Because that's literally the only version they released on home video. Yeah. So the thing, I, I don't know. Like, um, and, I rewatched and I, and I, find I more fully flaws. expect Justice League will probably do the same thing. We'll probably actually get more footage that will actually enhance the movie that we saw, which there's going to be kind several, of a bigger bitch because I, I, I over honestly the next just want to see the movie that should have been. Over the next 20 years, I assume we're going to get several cuts of the Justice League that comes out. Unless it tanks so hard that DC just tries to bury it. You think it's going to be but the next Blade Runner? Be, I, I don't know, but I, I, I suspect that there's going to be a Whedon cut, there's going to be a Snyder cut, there's going to be a, you know... Uh, you know. That would be amazing if we could buy a, a fucking Blu-ray that has both like the Snyder cut and the Whedon cut. Like Snyder comes in, he's like, you know what, Whedon? You fucked my movie. This is what I would have done. And Whedon's like, fuck you. This is what I would have done. It's going to be at least 20 years, and one of those people are going to be dead before we ever get to see that. But yeah. They'll outlive um, us both. Yeah. Because um, they can afford to. Yeah, that's probably true, too. Um, so anyway, <laughs> when it comes to ratings, like... Uh, I mostly fall in line with the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Although that, that said, Rotten Tomatoes is not a perfect metric. And even then, it's going to misgauge my personal feelings about certain things. And they get certain things like they're, they get upset about things that I'm going, not going to and vice versa. Um, so with this, that Punisher only got a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes to me is really weird because I would rate it at much higher. I would be probably in the 80 to 90 range. It's not quite a perfect show to me. So I'm not going to put it above 90. Um, but it is very, very good, and it's certainly, I think, at the top of the pack as far as Netflix's Marvel properties okay. are concerned. So here's the thing. I reviewed all of the critic scores uh, earlier today, mm -hmm. and these are just numbers, and they're not precise numbers, but the majority of the reviewers that were anti-Punisher, number one, were women. Don't, don't, I'm not saying this has any bearing on it. It just is the case. Like they, there was more women that were against the Punisher than there were men. Um, the other side were very, very, very anti-gun. Yeah. So that wasn't going to be the thing that I, w I thought would come up. There were two things that I think would, would skew people negative on the Punisher. Number one is, uh, anything related to guns and gun violence. Number two was going to be anything related to gore and violence because this show, um, it's not pretty in places. Yeah, it's got some parts where it legit, like, I, like, cringe and I, I had a hard time watching. Um, but also, those were some of the best episodes. Um, so, um, I think there's always people like that. You know, there's some other parts. Like, there are legit critiques of this show that I think you could give it. Uh, 
but uh, most mostly, I I enjoyed it start to what, finish. Like I, he, I liked every episode, funny. and I thought it did a great job building in a way that uh, a lot of the other Marvel shows fall flat on. Here's what's funny: the people that were super anti Punisher in the in the critic reviews were very much on the on the page of it was all action and no substance, um, or on the other side of the spectrum, they were. Well, this is just boring. Yeah, so that's the thing for so, me. Like, this is one of the things that I think that I really liked about this this show, especially compared to the other Marvel Netflix stuff. It was very cohesive from start to finish. I, I thought, thought it was, every I episode thought it was really well paced. Like, I, I did. I think I thought it was really well paced, and I thought it really kind of felt like a thirteen hour movie in a good way. Like, yeah. I, I I really could watch it straight through and I, and see each of the the how everything progresses and sticks together, and and I thought it mostly worked really well. Um, it's been out for what eight days. As we record this, mm, something like that, yeah. And I watched most of it day two, and then uh, the next two days I I spent finishing, uh, yeah, because I couldn't. I the thing is, is it's okay. So it's not a family show, no, for sure not. Um, my oldest kid, I would I would watch it with. Uh, yeah, my kids are a little ways off. I, yeah, I definitely no, wouldn't. Ems, Ems is 13. She can handle it. She'll like, be fine. I, took I was her to watching see. this with the kids in the room and I like on my computer and I legit like minimized the window and like had to wait to come back to some parts of it because no, it's definitely yeah. not a family no, show. Like I took Ems to see it uh, earlier in the summer and she weathered it fine. She's, she's, yeah. she's good to go uh, for about anything you could, you could throw at her at this point, but um, not all kids are no uh, at, at, at that age. And um it's it's also something that uh, it's a maturity level too. You have to be able to handle it, um, and that includes like the the quote unquote gun violence aspect of it as well. Uh, here's the thing: um, it doesn't matter what side of gun control you fall on. Hollywood has always made uh, a living off of uh, guns in movies, whether it's the old school western with John Wayne uh, or whatever. It, it seems like every old Western I've ever seen at some point, the big bad guy always gets a, a hold of the, you know, the old machine gun with the crank yeah, you know, <laughs> that, that changes the, uh, uh, the way they play the game, uh, or anything else. Um, this is entertainment guys. This is not, uh, you know, I'm not even gonna go that far. Like, I don't think it's worth it to even discuss this claim as it's the legitimate one because it does portray a lot of gun violence. And it also portrays the brokenness of that. Like, yeah. And, and what like, I, what I thought like was Frank- amazingly brilliant about the, this, this story that they, that they're telling. Um, and this is going to trend on spoiler territory where we, we warned you ahead of time. This is going to happen. Um, there's actually a legitimate gun control issue addressed in the series. And, and they present from both sides of, of the spectrum because even, even I guess the the only person that you could portray as like the one true antagonist, or I mean not antagonist, uh, protagonist of the movie is probably Karen Page, who's not even in the entire series. Yeah. Um. Even even she falls on the side of well, I have a concealed carry. Yeah. Uh, so Karen Page is, I guess you could say, somewhere in the like not quite lawful good, maybe chaotic good. I don't um, even know if she's chaotic. I think she's probably lawful neutral. No, I, she's definitely in the good spectrum. You um, think? But but like Frank Frank I think is more in the 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 um, he's chaotic. chaotic. He's chaotic. I think he's chaotic neutral probably. No, I think he's chaotic good. He I don't think he even falls that far. I like, I do. I do because he does not kill people that don't deserve it. 
Mm, yeah, I, probably. You can't name one person that he's killed that, that didn't deserve it. Well, see, deserve is another thing, though. Like, like as these okay, you can't name one him. person that he's killed that didn't have something to do with the death of his wife. No, but see, here's the thing. Like, uh, like as the contractors are going after him, like in the, I think it's like episode eleven or something like that. It's the big basement scene where they finally go after him. Um, he didn't have to kill many of those people. He fucking straight up walked up and shot him in the fucking face. And they didn't have anything to do with you the know, death of his wife. He knew those were hired mercs after him. You know, but they were Jigsaw's people, and he knew it. That's I know. I know. Also, good good name drop in there. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh, that's fucking Jigsaw. Like that's that's who oh, that, that is. was. It just took me an absurdly long time to figure that out. Well, um, the reason it takes I didn't want a long time anything. to figure it out is because. It, his origin is completely different. Jigsaw was not. Uh, oh, I know. Um, I, 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 I read. I, I wasn't comics, familiar but. with it because I, I didn't read. I haven't read enough Punisher, and I haven't read enough to really be familiar with Jigsaw. So I did. I, I avoided googling absolutely anything about this until after I watched it. So at the end of at the end of the run, I googled and I was like, "Holy shit, Jigsaw!" Okay, um, makes sense. I, I've heard of the character, but I'm not really familiar. But now that you know, that's a good way to go. I think. Yeah. Um. um the thing is, is, is. It yes, they did not have. I, I, so I'm wrong. I'll admit that he they didn't have anything to do with the death of his family, but um, they were tangentially connected to somebody who did. Yeah, I'm just saying, like he didn't have to. Like they were neutralized. He didn't have to kill them. He chose to kill them. Well, and that's that's where I, I fall more into he the kind of laid out the neutral. warning ahead of time, though. I, I know. I'm just saying he's not. <laughs> he's not good. He's not a. Four, let me, he's let not. Me, let me he's tell not, you a story. I'm going to tell you a story of when I worked at Del Taco back in the day. <laughs> as, as many stories go. I was standing on the opposite side of a guy who was 17 years old and thought it was funny that he would just occasionally flick lettuce at me from a, on the other side of the taco bar. Yeah. I laid out a general statement and I said, the next person that throws lettuce at me... <laughs> is going to get a a pie knife full of hot taco meat in their face. So it's really him that chose the action. And then all of a sudden, lettuce comes flying across, and in retaliation, so did some hot taco meat. <laughs> and as he ran across the kitchen screaming, who throws hot taco meat? I said... The guy who just warned you? You were given notice that this was going to happen. And you chose this course of action. So I'm kind of on Frank Castle's side at this point. I know. First <laughs> off, I, I wasn't saying I wasn't necessarily on his side. I'm just saying it's not it's not in the good category. Frank Castle does not fall in the good category. Oh, I, I disagree. Uh, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Let's move on. Um, I don't know. The thing but, is, is I was told... Uh, before this the series actually uh, debuted, that uh, I was not going to be on the side of Frank Castle before everything was all said and done, and that's wrong. I totally am. I mostly was, but there were definitely some parts where I was just like, "Well, fuck, man!" Like I, I did. Like, man, I don't think you needed to go that far. You know, like there, there were some uh, parts like that. Um, okay, spoiler spoilers again. Um, as he was gouging out Rollins' eyes, I was still on his side. I was like, I couldn't do that. I'm not that guy. No. But maybe if he killed my whole family, I would be. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, again, 
it wasn't see it's it's funny because that part i had no problem with i was like oh yeah this is hard to watch but no i don't blame him like fuck that guy he just beat the shit out of you tortured you broke bones ribs you know he's responsible for the death of your, death of your family anything he's got coming to him he deserves you know uh but it, oddly to me it's the mercs like i know the mercs were gonna go in there and kill him uh but you know it's kind of like well you didn't have to kill them they were clearly neutralized as a threat like that's the part that to, to me the, I, the one that stands at the most is like well you didn't need to do that i kind of feel like though if they were willing to work with billy russo see but that's that, the thing that, that's, they were that, willing to work with anybody who had cash um which is probably indicative of the fact that they're not great people yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I don't think that they were, and that's that's the difference I think between good and neutral, or even evil, is that uh, um, if you were truly good, you know, like what would Superman have done? What would Batman have done? They're truly good characters. Uh, those guys wouldn't be in body bags. Like every bone in their body may be broken, and they may be eating through a bag for the rest of their life, uh, but they wouldn't be dead. Um, I don't know, Batman. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. They they actually did that like as um that was the one thing that I kept remembering as I was watching the series too which is like oh yeah you're not gonna I don't know you're necessarily gonna like Frank when this is done or you're gonna agree with all the things he does and for the most part th- there was only a few things that I was like very small things like that where I was like ah man I don't know you needed to do that um but you know especially with Rollins and and all that shit I was like well fuck that guy just fuck him be like he deserves it plus he's nuts to boot just he's go ahead. a good actor though. He was. He was good. That was another thing that I guess we should talk about very briefly. Um, everybody in the show was good. There was nobody who I watched on the screen and I was like, I, I just, man, you, you're taking me out of the action because you're so not good. Dude, there's two people in the show that I was positive I knew from other things. One was the dude who played uh, Lewis, okay. uh, who was the troubled uh, 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 vet who yeah. became the bomber. Yeah. Uh, the other was... Uh, um oh lieberman okay uh micro lieberman um, i definitely recognize i swore i knew them from other things i looked them up on imdb i haven't fucking watched the shit and thing they've been in yeah uh um, lieberman i think has a, just a very like um like i like to joke that there's only 10 types of people in the world as in 10 molds of people and you basically fit into one of them uh and lieberman i think is definitely one of those lieberman that has, reminds has a me very... a lot of uh tj fine from uh bones okay uh, he plays Hodgins on Bones. Yeah. Uh, and then very, very similar, but not. Um, I also didn't know. Uh, oh, what's his fuck? Um, Sam Stein. Uh, uh, what's your face's partner? Oh, okay. Yeah, he looked really familiar to me. Madonna's partner. Yeah. And I think that's because he looks like uh, fucking one of the guys from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, you're probably right. He a little Charlie Dayish, I think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sarah Lieberman, uh, played by Jamie Ray Newman. She's the only one that I actually uh, had any uh, familiarity with of the um, supporting cast, and that's because she was in like a full season of Eureka on Sci-Fi. Oh, okay. Yeah, she did look familiar to me. She was Tessa at all on Eureka. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I think. I think. Uh, 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 Oh God! What's his name? The main character. I don't remember. I don't remember his name in the show. It's been a really long time. Yeah, since um, the show. he dated her, I think, for a whole season. But uh, nice. she's gorgeous, by the way. For like, I think she's she's my age, uh, which is forty, by the way, guys. If you didn't know, um, or I'm pretty close to it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she's she's ridiculous gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and then who else was in this that was super fucking good? Um, Deborah Ann Wool as Karen Page. Obviously, she's amazing. Um, oh, uh, Sora or so so Sora. Madani. Well, Madani's mom. Oh, uh, she's in she's in the a Expanse. lot of stuff. She's, she's in, in the Expanse. That's what I recognize her from. She's in the Expanse. She's super good in that too, and she was good in this oh, as well. I met Bryce's girlfriend, Erica. Oh yeah, over Thanksgiving. Nice. Uh, who we talked about on episode one hundred, and I might have speculated that she was easy based on her name. <laughs> um, so she came to Thanksgiving actually uh, at my mom's house. Weirdly enough, uh, Bryce, Sam, and uh, Erica uh, showed up for Thanksgiving, and uh, she also highly recommended The Expanse. So I decided that rather than taking your advice a year and a half ago, um, and watch it, that I'll take her advice and watch it now. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, what else? C. Thomas Howell was in it as Carson Wolf, which is weird. Yeah. And there's one other person. Oh, uh, Tim Ganey. This is another mistake that Marvel has made that they probably haven't figured out yet. So he plays... Um, Clay Wilson in Punisher? But he also played Major Allen in Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Yeah, he looks super familiar to me. Yeah, which I makes figured sense. that out today. I saw him and I was like, he, I, I, I just watched something with him in it. It was, it was Punisher. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway. So, overall, Punisher, probably the most amazing thing that Netflix has done with Marvel so far. I'm not ashamed to say that. No, uh, I agree. John Bernthal, I was originally skeptical of of whether or not he would make a great Punisher. Daredevil season two cured me of any of those uh, misgivings. I I super enjoyed the show. Like there was not an episode that I didn't appreciate. Uh, yeah, the same goes for me. I liked every episode, and every episode built on itself in a way that I like. I it, especially once I got to around it's episode eight or nine. Like I think I started episode nine on monday and then i just no it wasn't monday i don't remember i had a day off this weekend i started episode nine and i just had to watch the rest of the way through you were off some weird days this week you were off uh yeah you were off holidays monday, tuesday, i think holidays and we didn't have childcare on or friday so tuesday, I, I stayed Thursday, home tuesday wednesday I don't yeah know. so i i ended up watching i think I, maybe it was friday i watched a lot of punisher on friday and i think i think i started episode nine in the morning i just got up and i was like oh, i'm gonna watch some more punisher and I just could not fucking stop because it's just such a good show. So um, I totally dug it. I can't wait to see what they do in season two. They've set up some things, obviously, that are interesting for the universe. I look forward to seeing where they go with that. Um, but overall, yeah, this this show is is probably a nine out of ten for me. Um, definitely my favorite of the Marvel uh, universe so far. Maybe Daredevil season one, notwithstanding, uh, just because. I don't know. Some some of it's nostalgia. Some of it was just legitimately good. Some of it was, you know, how much it set up the rest of the universe. But yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of looking forward to um, Punisher possibly teaming up with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones. Jessica would be interesting just because both of their sort of quasi nihilistic views on things would be <laughs> kind of amazing. Luke Luke Cage, maybe. Um, I'm under the impression that we're probably going to see uh, more 
Jessica Jones Luke Cage uh, in the future? Probably. I mean, that fits the general storyline. So They're apparently doing a second season of Iron Fist. I'm hesitant about that because I honestly feel like Iron Fist and Finn Jones might be a little bit... Uh, more of they're kind of like the incredible hulk of the uh netflix marvel series in, yeah in except which, for the incredible hulk actually was pretty good <laughs> the, well i think i think iron fist could be i think if you did a luke cage and iron fist series you might get a little bit more appreciation for for iron fist iron fist could be good what we got on the netflix version was not good yeah i think he's he's definitely probably better as a supporting character yeah so um, far for sure um, the Defenders 2 also was really, really weak, so I hope they do something about that. Hulk, uh, Hulk, uh, uh, you know, if we're talking Ragnarok and whatnot, uh, Ragnarok was part one of a three-part a three part Hulk uh, arc. Uh, we're getting the next part in uh, Infinity War. Nice. And then I think, I can't remember what they said we were going to get the third part in. Um, the problem with doing a solo Hulk movie is that there's actually rights issues with that because... Um, while we've alluded that mostly it's Sony and Marvel that are Sony and Fox that hold the, the keys to unlocking the entire Marvel universe, Universal actually still owns the, the rights to the Hulk, uh, solo projects, which is why if you watch the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton, you get the Universal logo and you also notice they just re-released all of the, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe on Blu-ray with repackaging. They did not include the Hulk in that. Oh well. At all. So a uh, little bit of a of a thing there. In fact, you wouldn't even know it's part of the MCU if it wasn't for that end uh, stinger scene with uh, Thunderbolt and uh, uh, Tony Stark. Okay. So I think that's a good place to close out. That is, is it, the show. Did we talk enough about Punisher. I mean, There's we can so come much. back to it. We can come back to it later, but I'm pretty beat. So it's well, only three hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a short show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for this week. We are at whatever show on Twitter. If you want to go check us out there, that's where we do most of our stuff. I think. Yeah, Facebook.com/slash whatever show. Also, we'll get you to our Facebook feed, and we are uh, receptive to messages as well on that. Yeah, questions at whatever whatever dot co um, for email stuff. And guys, we do have room for a couple of more sponsors i think cards against humanity kind of owes us some money now uh yeah a couple more sponsors um so that's sponsors at whatever.co uh if you want to get your foot in the door uh and and be able to put some money into the show which everybody seems thousand to dollars a minute it's no big deal yeah i mean we're reasonable yeah all right guys we'll see you next week later